0: been walking through the Navy Exchange and wonder why all the Naval Pride and Heritage gear is horrifically ugly and you wouldn't actually wear it. Have you ever wanted some really cool gear and you just don't know where to go? Well, I got you, fam. Go to dgutsapparel.com immediately. Get yourself some Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. Uh, We're working on new designs all the time, open to ideas. We're trying to create a brand that uh lets you display that pride, but doesn't make you cringe. Uh also if you're willing to and you're able to, please go to patreon.com slash pick one of the five tiers, and become a patron today. What's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Don't give Up the Podcast. This is episode 130. I actually looked this time. Uh and we're back uh with uh Chief ariana and chief desiree <laughs> uh post-season, kind of like a debrief hot wash lessons learned um really wanted to talk to particularly those two about what their experience was like during the chief season what their perspective was um I obviously have high opinions of their leadership competence and abilities and, and just their general intellect. And, and I, I mean, I just, they're awesome people. And I wanted to see based on their perspectives as leaders and kind of how they approach everything. Um, and while they're aligned on a lot of things, they're very different people. So I wanted to, um, I wanted to see what their analysis was based on their experience while it was fresh uh, and kind of discuss some of, of what they experienced, how it made them feel, um, what worked, what didn't, um, because they both went in very skeptical, right? They're, they're not just listeners of mine, but I consider them friends and we talk a lot. And so they have a lot of insight into how I think about the Chiefs season. So there was a concern about how I may have impacted them in a positive or negative way. And so we got into all of those things was really fun conversation it was very interesting to hear them uh explain their experience because it was um it it brought to light some things um particularly like i put a reel out yesterday about like the the discussion of vulnerability forced vulnerability the forced familial function um those are things that it again it's like one of those things that um sort of kick around in my head a little bit but I've never went down those roads it's like I saw the door but I didn't open it you know what I mean like I recognize that the familial functions forced and I I know I don't like it but that was about as far as I went with that thought until they brought up like Ariana brought up what she brought up and then Desiree brought up brought it up as well during that part of the conversation so I, I really <clears throat> I really think it was it was fun it was enlightening there's a lot of things that I hadn't quite Went down that road yet that they kind of uh, because of the way the conversation went. We did go down those roads, so I, I mean, I learned some things and got some new perspectives um, by having the conversation as well. Uh, so, um, I will, I swear to God, I know I've said it. I will tone down the chief season centric focus of the podcast after this week. The ne- next week, we're talking about mental health, um, and then I've got some book reports I'm gonna do. Fine, I'm gonna get looped back to that because I've I ta- i've been talking about the culture code i've mentioned it a bunch of times i just it was an incredible book and i, I really want to break that down for podcast listeners um that haven't read it uh, maybe they don't have time to read it. it there's a lot of really amazing things in it lessons learned stuff like that so it's gonna i swear to god this is like the last chief centric one even though there will be like more of that obviously because that's just some of the things that i do but um like some people want me to talk about that uh, CNO memo. Uh, and I'm like, I don't know, I, I still gotta read it in detail. But anyway, uh, this episode's dope. Uh, I had a lot of fun and I hope you enjoy it. Check it out.
1: Whatever we recorded the day before results came or that weekend before results, because I don't remember what we talked about, but I want to go back and listen to it.
0: Is it, did I release it?
1: No, you were like, ah, I'm not going to. It's did too I record fresh. it? Yes.
0: Okay. I don't, I'll have to go look we at it. Too. I did orders. see one. I did see one that um, one that I recorded with you that seemed more recent than I remembered releasing one. So maybe, that, yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it was like the weekend um, before results came out. So what's up, Chiefs? Does that feel weird? Like, do you guys, have you guys used, gotten used to just adjusting to the title and being called Chief and shit? Or are you still like, who are you, who are you talking to? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, so I walked I down the street. Kind of weird. Yeah, I went to a school right after I made Chief, and I was walking down the street in 32nd Street to go to uh, like TSC. I had uh, like a, an NEC class, and then I did career counselor school. And um, some kids just like, good afternoon, Chief. And I'm like, who the fuck are they talking? You know what I mean? Like, because it was so it's fresh.
2: Weird, right? It's right? Yeah. It's weird, but it's cool because so yeah. we have this long, long, I want to say it's like 300 steps because I'm weird and I count steps um, to get to the front <laughs> door. And yeah. uh so I'm walking into work the Monday and mm-hmm. normally, you know, we're CTs, we don't always run out like, Oh, hey, good morning. But you know, yeah, I've yeah. a couple like morning chief, good morning, chief. And I'm like, morning that chief, is so mor- cool. Yeah. Because they feel
0: obligated, yeah, for sure.
2: Well, yeah. Yeah, there's like a level of respect and I like that. Yeah, so like, you know, starting yeah. off on a good foot.
0: I always loved I'll uh say- the Marines on the base I was on here. Um <laughs> They knew they were able to recognize and say Navy rank better than most junior sailors like they were on it. A Marine never walked by me without saying good afternoon. And I I got good afternoon chief a lot as a master chief because they just were lazy or they couldn't quite see the rank device. Marines never. It was good afternoon, master chief. They always got it right. Or occasionally they'd fuck it up and get closer and then be like, I mean, master chief. And I'm like, don't worry about it, bro. It's fine. (laughs) <laughs> i was amazing, in a class in a building yeah, like, that
1: had a bunch of marines a while ago and they were like hello petty officer hello petty officer to like all, it was a bunch of us like waiting yeah. to get in a classroom oh, yeah. there's like 50 yeah. of us and they said and we were like guys just stop it's okay like there's so many yeah. of us it's all in right. the marine because corps because they wanted E6 to every single deal. person
0: yeah, yeah like a staff sergeant, sergeant's but a, no, a bigger deal than like a first class in the navy for sure
1: yeah I've I haven't been greeted way, anyway. at all, which I like. I don't need really? at all. I don't want to be like. Chief. Excuse you, I'm a there chief. First, right. nothing. Yeah, like it's ca- it's happened a few times from like my sailors, but more so because they hadn't barely yeah. seen me, and so walking up to someone, they're like, right. "Chief, how are you?" But like, yeah, I probably yeah. passed fifty sailors in the last few days at work, like in the hallways and stuff that I've never seen or met, and there was no like, Ooh. "Good morning, chief." What like, which I normally yeah. like. It's I don't weird. talk to most people, but somebody in khakis, you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. hello, sir, ma'am, yep. s- chief, whatever, like a little acknowledgement of their presence. And I yeah. haven't had that. I mean, and I don't know if it's, it's not me, mandatory,
0: like, but it's weird putting off it energy of like, don't all. talk to me. Probably
1: kind of, not. I, I so bet
0: you, you're all. just yeah, a little yeah, radioactive yeah. right now. <laughs> 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 They're just a little I, like
1: that's, that's possible. People yeah. that I think don't know me do know. Me. I don't know them, but they know me.
0: You're probably famous somebody said that my My c-cell
1: said that they were like you know you're navy famous and he was kind of excited when he said it yeah people tell me that but like
0: even even at the base like unless i run into somebody i know i've i've still never had anybody stop me in public like i had one kid uh was a listener he figured out who i was because i had a don't go up the ship flag sticker on my jeep this was forever ago like right like he was one of the early listeners when i didn't have a huge following and uh, he knew I like because I talked kind of uh, vaguely the region I was in, and so he just figured it out. And he saw my Jeep, and he just like he's like, "Hey, are you by chance the guy that does that podcast?" I'm like, "Jesus Christ, how the fuck did you figure that out?" <laughs> but to this day, that that's happened. the only person that. Well, I had a guy recognize my voice in the smoke pit one day. Too, it. Oh yeah,
1: wow. yeah. No, I was at the smoke pit one just day, just by that my voice, dude. When weird. I got to this command. And this guy was like, hey, by chance, have you been on the D Guts podcast? And I was like, yes. (laughs) And he was yeah. like, "I thought so. I recognize your voice, and it looked like you had a yeah. DGA sticker on your planner." Oh and I was yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Weird.
0: Yeah. Sure. Let's. I feel like I I'm know, probably like, a bigger deal in the CT community than anywhere else. There are so many goddamn CTs. You're huge this podcast. with you're huge with
1: CTs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I yeah. and I don't even like you said it was probably Reddit or maybe Des did, but like so I like. I was like, why are there so many CTs listening? Because I have so many. Like, if you look at, I have a folder CTs with all are the- are
1: hungry for leadership development. Yeah,
0: I, hey, you said it, not me. The <laughs> The folder with all the charges in it, with, I have all the names. I bet you 70% of them are CTs. Like, it's so many. Probably. Um, Probably. But yeah, so- I found
1: you from a CT friend.
0: Yeah, well, there you go. Fucking hey, I'm famous in the CT community. I'll take it. I'm famous somewhere. I was, Um, I was searching.
1: I was a
2: CT searching for leadership development, and I came across the D Guts podcast. And I was like, "This is great."
0: Like search engine. About
2: two years ago. Yeah, like I was looking (sighs) for a podcast about leadership. I think I I tried to improve my uh, uh, SEO
0: stuff, but I'm an idiot, so I didn't know if it worked.
2: Yeah, well, coming from coming from working with the search engine optimization, uh, they're big on like leadership development leadership books so they get into writing mm. books and doing podcasts so that's why I was like yeah, yeah, looking yeah, for yeah. a podcast so it's like okay what okay. are some leadership podcasts and then I came across that one so yeah as far as Organic i know bes-
0: yeah <laughs> besides like like john Rennie was a sub jo like a long time ago but he's been a civilian forever so like he does a leadership podcast jocko obviously but like outside of that like they're all they all do podcasts but they're not like leadership development podcasts like jocko's exactly. probably the
2: only yeah
0: the only one i know of anyway that is like a big huge really good resource that is actually in that lane and not just like doing a podcast to do a podcast or whatever you know like um like a lot of them are they do like tactical things or they do like jack carr i love like i love his books and stuff but that's like he's an author like and he does a podcast too where he talks about other things but it's not like really leadership stuff so yeah um that's dope. I'm you glad said my author search engine And thing I wrote worked.
1: down book. I don't know when to talk about Jack it, but Jack I cars, your, your comment.
0: What? Oh, I thought you were talking about Jack Carr. like what? Jack Carr's <laughs> like Tom Clancy on crack. You don't want to you probably wouldn't like it. No, I <laughs> I meant like, like
1: you're violent.
0: <laughs> like John Wick.
1: No, no, no. I mean, I don't mind that. No, don't but mean. no, your comment the other day about writing oh, like some kind of leadership book maybe or oh, something. Yeah. Yeah. Um
0: I, I'm like so I have early stormy, like yeah. I started an introduction. And I have like some bullets of things that I may or may not write about. But what's that? Is that your list of suggestions? Is that my to do list?
1: So, have you seen this (laughs) Marine leadership book?
0: I've, so Jocko did a podcast on it. I know what you're talking about. I haven't, I I don't think I've read it. I might have a copy of it. Not sure. So, this is what the Navy
1: is working on making their own Navy version of this book. So okay. when I told you like the Navy's working on it, this is what they're but kind of basing like, it off of. F- for so what if, e-
0: like, what to make the that intended? little like leadership
1: handbook type book like you were mentioning, like okay. to have a like a reference of like they this made is teaching how to the creed works, too, right? and apparently
0: like, mine's better. So <laughs> like, what the fuck ever, that's fine. I mean, like it's it's a step in the right direction because the Marine Corps does leadership a fuckload better than we do so like I, i'm, I'm not saying they you wanna, shouldn't
1: do it i'm just saying yeah. this is no what I'm, the say, I'm saying i'm saying it's so like, great save if the, your
0: if the like, navy's gonna copy the marine Corps homework this and do something fucking a.
1: bigger or better yeah
0: well I, maybe I, I mean i'm looking at more like a pocket guide uh idea that you can like maybe also take some notes in but not like not like a regular just like in? pocket oh, brain just something that you can like Write down some like I this. Heard is what pocket I pocket w- brain
1: until the season. And
0: I thought it might be yeah. submarine specific. I wasn't sure if I, like, sometimes I think a navy uh, or term like that, like a slang term is like navy wide and it's not.
1: I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's bad. true. I learned that when I heard the phrase dig it on dig your it, yeah. podcast. Yep. i Me and Bob
0: were talking before. about that yeah. where it was like, I called something a dig it and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, bro, like a dig it tool. Like, you got it on your belt. I'm like this is a fucking like Gerber, like a multi tool. What are you fucking calling it a diggit for? And I'm like, I don't know. I thought everybody calls it a diggit. Well, uh, but like, and it's the just fact submarines. that you call
1: people diggits yeah. because of the the thing, that, like we don't, yeah. we just call them like Joe Navy.
0: Yeah, no, we That's call it. them diggits because it, it's like. The idea, especially for me, because I was a cook, so the idea that I had a Gerber tool on my belt was funny to a lot of people because, like, oh, what are you fixing? Turns Why out, a lot it? of shit, which is, you're welcome, A-gang. I was, like, fixing faucets and drain pipes and all kinds of other shit. Because, <laughs> and, like, the locker door handles on the all the shit <laughs> in the galley. But, yeah, like, just a ton of shit. Like, I would fix, because it's just normal. run. Of, and it's like, I don't need a fucking mechanic to do this when I'm right here. I can tighten a pipe or whatever. But, um. All, I used it all the time. I still have it, but um, they would like, if you had it and you didn't need it, it was like a, uh, it was like a, like a, like a signal sign that, you yeah, that you're just like trying to like, like I moto. just want to be extra as fuck and be moto. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah. So yeah. they call it a dig it, but um, I don't know who called it, oh, it, it like, it. or why or where it came from. But anyway, there you go. Um, so let's get into the chief season. Like what happened? How did you like it? You can start wherever you want. But like, I'm curious. I'm really curious about um, we can start with the probably like I'm aware of people that disagree with me, even though none of them ever want to talk to me about it, which I think is kind of ridiculous, but whatever. I'm not mad. Um, But what, if anything, because like because you knew a lot more than I feel like a lot of selectees going in did because of me and not just podcasts, but the conversations that we've had. Right. What, if anything, was harder, easier, didn't really make a difference about the season because of that context that you had that a lot of selects probably didn't. I'm curious about like how how the knowledge of like kind of some of the what goes on behind behind the curtain uh, affected your process. Des, I'll let you go first.
2: Okay, (laughs) yeah, I'll go first. So I think this question, I don't know if I'll be able to answer it um, like directly, but I'll say Mm -hmm. this is like, I was asked multiple times, um, you know, what was your hardest, what was your hardest part during season or what Mm -hmm. was your biggest challenge? And that answer is me, myself, right? Because I am very, um, very critical of everything. I want to know everything. I want to try to figure Mm -hmm. out everything. Um, not just about this process, but anything in life, right? I want to be prepared. And so the fact that I was trying to prepare myself for this and I couldn't was so incredibly frustrating, but Mm -hmm. my like tenacious personality and my inability to just like give up on figuring it out definitely held me back. So held me back. So when you ask like, was there anything that you know, you knew about it coming into it or didn't know or mm. did it hurt you at all. I would say no, but that's because of the way that I am. So if anything, it okay. probably just convoluted or muddied my way of looking at the process or going into it um, even more. Not in a bad way, not necessarily in a good way. It just gave me more information to try to prepare myself with that I could never okay fully prepare myself, (laughs) you know that makes sense.
0: Yeah, now that you're on the other side of it, do you feel like the questions that you were trying to answer during the season are now answered? Uh, no.
2: Uh, Okay, let's let's see. Okay, so I guess I'll just be honest, right? And I think I'll use this like personal anecdote to start. I was at the dentist getting my Mm. exam um i think this was week two into season and i had my little selecting name tag on and Mm. there was an e3 the dental tech you know putting the glasses on putting little spacers in my mouth she goes oh you're a chief select congratulations Mm. she's like yeah oh my god like are they hazing you like are they doing like crazy things to you and it was like it was funny and i like laughed and i'm like Mm. no But it was also disheartening in the same time because I know why she thought that because I thought that too. And I was very like, you know, me in the way that I am, I was like, ain't nobody about to disrespect me. Ain't nobody about (laughs) to cuss (laughs) at me, call me out my name. Like, I'm not letting nobody haste me, this, 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 and this. And so like, I came with my dukes up, I guess, if you will, Mm -hmm. like I came on the defense, which wasn't necessary. It was not necessary because that's not, And in the whole of things, that's not how my experience was. Nobody was there to haze me. Nobody was there to call me out of my name. Nobody was there to um, make me feel beneath them, largely, right? Maybe certain people, maybe there were, right? Right. But that was not the overall intent and purpose. And so that was my misconception going into it, that that's what I was going to walk into. So now I'm on the other side. I'm Mm -hmm. grateful that it's not that way. And I hope that we can finally come to a point where our future sailors, these future generations, don't think that you're going to have to endure that to get to this side because that shouldn't be the case.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ariana. I'll say
1: chair. for me, for the, for the, did, did, did knowledge make a difference? So like, and I mean, you and I have talked about it, but like, yeah, the, like 99.9% of the things that I "Quote unquote," knew about chief season. I knew just from experience from watching other people go through it, especially yeah. in my last command. It was a small command. the mm. The office that I sat in shared a wall with where they did training, and so any you know in previous years, like. I could kind of hear the yelling. I could hear anchors away. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I was very close to chief season, even not being a part of it. I saw a lot, and I'm just an observant mm-hmm. person. I'm a CT, I analyze things, I see it all and take it in. And right. so, most of everything, I had already had some sort of opinion hey ooh,
2: yeah
1: <laughs> um so like i had already had like an idea well before i even knew that the podcast existed mm-hmm. and then i would well, you say ran that across a set of orders
0: or something too didn't you like in your well, desk that or something, happened or you, like, way
1: later it? like way way later yeah and okay. so i like but most of the things i I had already seen somebody go through, or I had talked to somebody at some point about it. And like the lessons in the podcast, like I listened to the Initiation Chronicles, the teaching of the Creed Mm. last year. Um, one of the, at the times was a chief select was like, Hey, you should listen to these so you can prepare when the time comes. And that was what put me onto the podcast was I was like, Oh my God, like this guy is spitting facts about the Navy and like leadership. And like, this is like a, it it really drew me in. And so that was the first thing I ever listened to the podcast. Then I started back in the beginning, but like, I don't know that there was anything in the podcast that was secret or news or something that I didn't already know maybe it gave yeah. a little more context to hear a separate party from a different community talk about it yeah but i will say that there was a lot of people who thought that i knew things that i wasn't supposed to know and i had maybe seen yeah. something like those orders that i saw mm. was completely out of context there was some things yeah, i the saw orders. that didn't make any sense
0: I don't. But yeah, I the orders I don't think would really tell you much anyway. And the fun fact no, is, if like, anything, there's like not, Des
1: said, it was confusing you. Like,
0: there's not anything secret really anyway. Like, there's not. What are you supposed no. to not know? Besides, there's no learning objectives. <laughs> like,
1: right. And know, so, like, like I'm, I made a i made a that was a surprise a t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i made no a tiktok a couple weeks in uh, uh. to say that like hey i was kind of wrong there was because people would always tell me like you just won't get it until you experience it about the cheese yeah. season and i always thought that was like a giant hunk of baloney but going through this experience i mean it is of. different like, to see it yeah. versus go through it that right. like you're not that's gonna that's the understand
0: best way of articulating it. i think is like it's not it's not that you can't understand what's happening because I can explain it to you. It's really simple. Like there's no learning objectives. It's and, largely a fuck-fuck game. And, but also, like I, ta- I talked to you, both of you about it. It's like you have to give it a chance and you have to experience it to be able to fully understand it so that you can then critique it, help make it better, blah, blah, blah. But right. like, yeah, you, so you won't fully and, understand it until you experience it. But that doesn't mean you you don't understand the concept or the principles or whatever the reality of it just because you haven't experienced it it just means you haven't actually experienced it yet
1: and i compared it to childbirth because i've birthed two children and even those two things are not at all like the same as each other and to right. anyone who has also gone through childbirth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we've done the same thing. We met the right. same objective. Right. We got to the same yeah. end place. But how we got there was very, very different. And you can tell right. somebody all about it. But until they well, do it themselves. they you. Exp- they're not yeah, Like yeah. you can. Exp- yeah. If you right. tell. somebody, I, I like, agree. Which for I'm, sure. Yeah.
0: Like, I understand yeah. uh, it I, academically, but, like, yeah, I've never, I don't know how bad it hurts. I'm not going to pretend I do, you yep. know, because, of course.
1: Exactly. Same thing you as, know? like, getting kicked in the nuts. Like, I've never yeah. done that, but I can it's understand. Right? I can try to relate to I'd probably it to my, rather right? get so that is than child a child,
0: though, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I say. I don't know. I'd probably yeah. rather
0: like, take a so kick in the nuts than... Uh... Birth of yeah, but I feel
1: like it's it's probably kind of like that, and everyone's experience is very different. You all kind of know what your experience was, and you could tell someone like in that TikTok video I made. Someone made a comment that said, "I could tell you what's happening here, but you wouldn't know what's happening here," which was like a quote from some book or something. And that's exactly what it is. You could explain every single part of it to somebody, right? But without the context and the lived experience. Mm doesn't make sense and it won't mean the same thing
0: and even having the lived experience i caveat it with like i'm 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 communicating my experience i'm not communicating your experience because i don't know what your experience is i've never experienced a season in the intel community i don't know what you guys do differently except what you've told me which again is only me being told like what's happening and how it's happening but like I right. I haven't been there to experience it, so I don't know. You know, I've never been attached to a CT command. How the hell would I know exactly what it's like, right? But like yeah. that doesn't mean that it's all. You know, what I mean, like that doesn't mean that I'm wildly off base either, because I've right. I have yeah. a shitload of lived experience doing this, and so it's like. I mean, and I've seen a lot of different seasons in a lot of different places, not all the places, granted, like not all the communities got it. It's different everywhere. Some people are crushing it. And I, but I feel like the end objective
1: that. is probably the same. It,
0: it should be. I don't know that it always is like because the end you get, objective. The end yeah, it, objective. Not it should be. But again, I don't win. think it always is like the because the end objective isn't pinning. The end objective is your completed leadership development. Yeah. Like your preparation to be a chief, your continued leadership development and education to a point where this should be like a capstone event for all the things that have happened for the average of about a decade leading up to this point so that you're ready to be a good chief. Right. And then continue to develop along the way to be a senior chief, master chief, whatever. But. I don't think that's always happening, especially when you have messes out there that are still voting people off the fucking island like acceptance is literal because it's not that shit is not real. And everybody out there that is still doing this bullshit where you're at acceptance, and you're taking it literally and you're denying somebody entry to the mess. You're fucking doing it wrong like that's not real. And if you don't believe me, just go up your chain of command till you get to a flag officer CMC and they're going to tell you it. That's bullshit. That's not how you're supposed to do this shit ever. Like it's it's a fucking cop out. If somebody doesn't want to play, there's a mechanism in the advancement manual that exists for that reason. Otherwise, it's your fucking job to develop them as a chief. And if you're not doing that, you're fucking failing. And I I I, I can't fucking believe I still have to talk about this shit. But here we are. Like it drives me absolutely apeshit. Oh, so thank you for coming I would to my say on talk.
1: That, and I actually, right. <laughs> so I tried to talk to Dakota about it because like mm-hmm. what acceptance acceptance is and in what i think my perspective is and what i think your perspective is is like it's really hard to explain and so i compared it and of course he hasn't he's a child so he doesn't see all the movies (laughs) but like think about fight club right you've seen fight club yeah okay if you knew the ending of fight club when you watched it you would see it differently you would you would not have the same like whoa moment in the end And I think a lot of people... What the hell (laughs) was (laughs) that, She's refilling her cup.
0: (laughs) I hope that's what she's doing.
1: All I got was Um, the audio.
0: What the hell? Um, It's not a pee break, we (laughs) promise. (laughs) Um, Although
1: I was FaceTiming with Desiree earlier and I was definitely in the bathroom while we were on FaceTime. Yeah, (laughs) I do that on the phone with people sometimes.
0: I'm not going to lie.
1: Pretty much. The...
0: What was I, we got, I got Des's pee break distracted me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So acceptance, like it is, it, it's not, to me like, cause you're saying like my interpretation, your interpretation, there's no fucking interpretation about acceptance. It's a symbolic moment of self-actualization, end of conversation. Like, and, and I, I, that's the shit that bothers me the most is that people still treat it like it's like, oh, well, this is how we think it is. Like we're interpreting a fucking Bible verse or something like that's not what this is not that. And that's, but that's the trouble with that is that that's also why we need, well, you know, I mean, I grew up in church, but, I know, it's fuck, but that's it can mean different things to different people. All this. Thing. Yeah. Right. It, you know what I mean? Like, it and, and acceptance, like there's no fucking fact. wiggle room here at all like all this is is a symbolic moment of self-actualization for the person going through the process and if you've done your fucking job chief and prepared them for that and and did all the things you were supposed to up to that point and then held a successful exercise a successful fucking moment of self-actualization then it'll happen the way that it's supposed to and everything will be great but it's like it's not a fucking filter they failed
1: what if that didn't happen
0: what do you mean what if what didn't happen?
1: What if they didn't fully prepare a person for that? Right? Like then you're they fucking it's
0: a suck, and they should fucking like what the what then should happen is that person gets accepted because you're you fucking failed, and then you get to fucking do your homework and turn it in late. You get to remediate that person and do your fucking job, or somebody else can do it for you because it, and I'll remediate you. But one of the it's not the chief selects fault that you fucking failed at your responsibility to build this leader. So that chief select because the board, based on their performance up to that point, already selected them and already said you're going to be a fucking chief. It's like pinning's gonna fucking happen, like period. And it, the fact that again, it still doesn't fucking happen sometimes because these fucking incompetent chains of command decide that this shit is literal and hold people back from pinning until their payday, like. That I mean, I mean those people should fucking I would argue, r- file like, BCNRs I and fucking know. grievances. That's bullshit.
1: I don't know what's necessarily worse, but like in the event that there was somebody who wasn't selected but was pinned, now you have How about someone. The fuck who- would that happen? M-
0: Wasn't selected and was pinned?
1: Wasn't accepted and was. Oh, pinned.
0: I thought you said wasn't selected. I'm like, why are we pinning? Them? Sorry, like, I might have. I
1: know, no, 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 no. I, I don't wasn't. know. Maybe
0: you did. Maybe you didn't. OK, so wasn't accepted <laughs> yeah. and was pinned. Um, Go ahead.
1: Wasn't accepted, but was pinned. And mm-hmm. now with whatever might be the <laughs> aftermath of that, depending on where you are, I don't know what is normal. Again, this is, I, you know, I literally have been a chief for. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A, according you. to the Navy, like six days. So like, I don't. I don't know what's normal here. I've heard other people's, like, conversations. I'll just say, for the record, for anyone listening, I was accepted, right? There's a lot of people who think maybe I wasn't based on my social media yeah. activity. Or, like, I you're making accepted. it up. It's a false um, flag operation. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I promise. <laughs> um, but so, well, like, in the event that there was someone mm. who, quote-unquote, wasn't accepted, but was yeah. pinned. Now, mm. they are a chief out in the world. Mm. And they... Are not going to have access to the same level of camaraderie. Right, they still have access to like the resources
0: and the, not always because these uh, fucking dummies are going hard in the paint. But like a lot of times, maybe, what they maybe. get, maybe. they get treated. They're all oh, you're just a new seven. Like I, I went through this with a kid recently where he contacted me and said. I got selected, but he's like having mental health issues. His EAOS is in April. So he's just like, I'm fucking done. I want to get out. And then he got selected to chief. And they're like, All right, chief select, here, come on. We're going to go through the chief season. He's like, Uh uh-uh. Like, I'm not doing that. And they're like, Okay, well, I talked to the, his SEL is like, I talked to the captain and we're just, we'll just pin you when you get paid, which his pay date would have been after he got out of the Navy anyway. So it's a moot point. And I think they ended up actually settling on that because they're brain dead. But, well, let's but just argue I, I, that the pay
1: date was September 16th.
0: And now right, this person whatever. is
1: pinned. They are wearing right. the anchor, but they haven't been through the season. There is an, a mechanism I in the advancement manual.
0: There's a mechanism in the advancement for turning it down, right? That's what should have happened, but didn't because the chain of command is incompetent. But the right. And then you let's get just somebody. Consider, or, okay. Okay. I, we're going back to the thought experiment. So because I've met I've met this guy that we're talking about like not not I'm not saying you're talking about someone specifically I'm saying I've encountered chief that wasn't accepted went through the season for a third year in a row because he quit twice because and was allowed to because this is the fucking warped world we live in and then the third time he went through eligible eligible for senior chief well they once they just didn't accept him I think the second time and then the first time he quit because it was too stressful or something I don't know um Or I don't remember, right? I knew at the time. But anyway, so, I mean, this kid was eligible for senior chief when he got accepted. So he, like, somebody gets pinned, isn't an accepted member, but is a chief, right? So the reason why that is so fucked is because within the mess... They're going to be petty and stupid and ostracize him and not allow his career to progress by picking up collateral duties and doing things inside the mess and taking on any other responsibility in any way outside of leading their own division, which they're also going to be hampered by because the mess is acting like a bunch of petty fucking kindergartners. Right. Here's the reason why that's so goddamn brain dead. Right. Besides, like I I wish I could still point at a policy document of some kind and say that thou shalt not because we wrote it down. But we can't even fucking get that right. But the reason why it's so fucking brain dead is because look at what's look at the result of them ostracizing this person because they weren't cool enough to be in the club, which really is just you're a fucking failure at developing leaders. Right. So. The first impact is on that person themselves, right? So they worked for fucking the better part of a decade or more to get selected as a chief. A board of your fucking peers that wear stars over their anchors selected this person. We went through their record. We scrubbed it. We used the ECP and all the processes as empowered by the fucking chief and naval personnel. And we selected that person to be chief. So that there's no longer a screening process. It's objectively fucking over. But... When they do this bullshit and they're like, oh, you're an new seven and not a chief. Now that chief can't progress in their career, can't do all those things I mentioned already, can't be an effective chief for their division, which is now hurting every fucking junior sailor that they work with. Right now, their chief is ineffective. Their chief can't look out for them. They're not winning awards. They're not getting the evals and rankings that they should. They're not getting taken care of on the back end, blah, 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 because that chief can't use the network like all the other chiefs. Right. And then, right, this person, this chief. Who's wearing the same costume as everybody else is gonna interact with all these other sailors, right? And and pretty good guess is that his division has no fucking idea that he didn't get accepted. So they just think he sucks, which is or she should hope not no fault of their own, right? Like he he does they don't know that he didn't get accepted. They just know this chief can't fucking get anything done for them and isn't taking care of them like he's supposed to, and like they see the other chiefs doing, right? But then this person who is now
2: that's the problem. Well, I'm not saying they
0: can't. I'm saying they very likely don't. Right. Because think of the shame and embarrassment on the part of that E7 air quotes. But also like they the I mean, fact you're that f-
2: that even exists, right. That there's even a line of separation. It's like the, the there is the scarlet letter. Right. They, this is exactly fictitious. So that that it's all bullshit. Hidden.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Sailors. Right. It's like, why are we hiding something?
0: Because we're like that. You're that's just another reason why this is so fucking stupid and brain dead. And it's not even a real thing. It's just a thing that for based on ignorance is allowed to continue to happen. And and even probably even more so based on the fact that there's no fucking policy document governing this shit. There's nowhere for you or you or me or whoever to go to a book and be like, actually, that's not real, motherfucker. But it there, it's just it's not there's no document. So here we are, like in the midst of this ridiculous shit still. But so then that chief, that chief is going to then go out in the in the greater Navy and encounter all these other fucking people, right? That have no idea that this chief isn't a chief, right? Or whatever the fuck. And so all those interactions are going to be poisoned, like, you know, fruit of the poison tree as a result. So like it just compounds and compounds and compounds. All because these people who are responsible for that person's leadership development catastrophically fucking failed. That's why it's such fucking bullshit, because they're consciously hurting sailors, right? And not just the E7 that they didn't want to accept because we're fucking in kindergarten again. But every single sailor that that person then interacts with or is in charge of, it's fucking irresponsible and it's bullshit. And everybody that's doing it is so you're I, like, it I I can't even fucking tell you how egregious and fucked up I think it is. I I don't know. Sure. No, um, I
1: actually brought it up in the beginning of season. don't apologize.
0: Look at Des over here with her fucking blanket up to her neck. <laughs>
1: she's sick. Don't, don't shame her. God, she said um, she's better now. I um, she's chilling. still she's recovering. We'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Um So I brought it up in the beginning of season. It was like week one or two Mm -hmm. that there was a military times or or military.com or whatever article that came Mm -hmm. out that said that the Pond made a statement that the season should not Interrupt your like normal life Or your work or your home life Or something like that like your the people should Be home at night being able to like spend Mm -hmm. You know eat dinner with their family and spend time With their family and something like that Mm -hmm. And so I reached out to The author of the article and Ooh, i was like hey like do you have more context for this yeah, because went, what did he, you making did like he a that? quote that the pond yeah. said is not much right like 80% of this article is your words and then there's a couple quotes so like can Ooh. i get a little more and so i ended up on talking to this guy on the phone he's a prior ctr2 actually so like he's, wow, in, he's nice. been in the navy he understands things yeah. right good another guy CT. we talked on the phone <laughs> yeah right course, another ct shocking of course you're um, everywhere yeah yes uh you're welcome um and so we talked on the phone and he actually he tried to send an email to get me in touch with the mick ponds ea which i thought was neat but they did Ooh. not respond to unfortunately I'm shocked. um but like there wasn't they i was like hey can i get a transfer i know they like, know like, who you are so right. i'm shocked <laughs> yeah they do they do um but it, it was like it's hard to something like this right chief season this mm. is my first time So, and it's funny actually, so the, one of the, so we had, we have multiple commands that got together for the region. And so in my command, Mm. we had two season leads for the command, one of which I had known for years or like a few years ago, we were at the same command and Mm. they were a junior first class when I knew them. Mm. And I remember going to this, like going away and, and this person had a shirt on that said, something along the lines of like one rodeo is not a lot of rodeos. When people say like this ain't my first rodeo, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I've, re- I've remembered that <laughs> for so, so long. And so when it comes to this is like, yeah. this is my yeah. first rodeo. And even if it yeah. weren't one rodeo is not a lot of rodeos, right? That's this a is great way to look at it though. Season.
0: Yeah. That's a great, I would argue yeah. your next chief and season so is still your first chief season because you're going to be doing it on the other side. And there's a lot the to first one on the learn other on your side. first yeah. one as a chief too. Yeah, for sure
1: yeah but like going through this this is my first time in any Mm. capacity being exposed to this at like from my own perspective versus seeing some other people go through it so Mm. i don't know what is normal and i don't know what is right in quotes Mm. right right because there is no policy document and i'm and i like i don't i i do think there needs to be one but for some of it I understand like chiefs navigate in the gray, which I think is very, very valuable that there Mm -hmm. is some times where you don't need necessarily to follow the black and white. And we can get into that later. And that sounds really gross when I say it that way. But (laughs) for something like this, where it is such a big deal and it goes Navy wide, that Mm -hmm. there should be something to measure what is a minimum or what is correct or what is acceptable right. so when there's something not there you don't have you don't you know that it's quote-unquote wrong and i'm yeah i'm not saying that anything and there's I gotta went be guardrails too how would you like, know
0: yeah right exactly it, yeah, there's yeah. no boundaries something to keep at you all kind of in it right but maybe not only that, that like i brought keep up you in and keep you inside the guardrails of like Proper behavior, not hazing, shit like that. But then also, there needs to be there needs to be learning objectives. (laughs) Like there just there needs to be terminal
2: learning objective, a TLO, right? When you when you get into like building training plans, yeah, it's like a master course document
0: and all the exactly.
2: Yeah, it's it's called standard terminal learning objectives, and so I kept asking throughout the process like because i want to know obviously because of the way that i am right. am i doing this right is this what i'm supposed to get out of it what is the purpose of mm. this did i get the message like did i not yeah. and it's like yeah. well there is none and i'll like,
0: find out later yeah,
2: this right yeah you'll find which out I later which i find crazy or will I? it is crazy because i, I know, talked know, to though.
1: i talked yeah. to some people um actually des will know who i'm talking to i don't know you probably will know um but so i talked to someone Mm-hmm. Me, uh, medium-ish way through. I don't know, maybe like a third of the way through about okay. something, and we were talking about it, and she was like, I've been a chief... I don't know if she'd been a chief for six years or has been on the mm-hmm. other side for six years, yeah. but she was like, you have already grasped lessons mm-hmm. that I haven't grasped. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a little alarming. I, I was, no offense I to you. I was you, telling Desiree right? that but before
0: like, you logged in. Like, You guys are already mm-hmm. at a competency level wildly above most chiefs not all like there's some great ones out there don't get me wrong but like you're for like a baseline median chief like you guys are wildly ahead in leadership
2: before you continue let me just say this and i think the only reason that you can say that about ariana and i it's not because we're special it's because we just give a fuck because we truly, yeah. truly, truly care.
1: And that's all. Yeah. And we've been care. after this yeah. for a long time. Because and you're not. We the,
0: care. It's not you like you're the only ones I know either. Achieve. Yeah. It's not like you're the only ones like Dan's Naval Special Warfare Tech. He's going to retire a first class, unfortunately, because the Navy couldn't fucking get out of its guy own guy way. way. He's incredible. Yeah. I'll put you in contact with him. I love that, dude. Yes, please. but like there's a grip of them out there. Like uh, first yeah. classes that are functioning nice. at a really high level. And it's like, hopefully, they all make chief like you guys did because that would be amazing. But like, some of them don't. Like Dan's going home because he spent his entire time in the Naval Special Warfare community, and I haven't seen his record. I offered to review it, but he was kind of like at the tail end and just kind of like, yeah, it is what Meh. it is. If I yeah. make it, I make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but like, um, but it's like just talking to the dude. I don't. I like. I've spent a lot of hours on the phone or on podcasts with that guy, and he's. I, I can tell you right now, I want him to be a chief fucking five years ago. Like, he's incredible. Mm-hmm. So it's like, those are the types of people that, it, like, they exist. But you, like you're saying, like, they're after it all the time. Like, that's probably yeah. the, the common thread is that, like, sometimes it's a combination it, it, of it, happening and... upon an exceptional mentor. But uh, yeah, like, right. go ahead.
2: I was going to say, it being not the anchor not the rank, but it mm-hmm. just being like a good person, it being a great yeah, leader. Yeah, just leadership it being and, yeah. the go to for your sailors. Leadership it being and what need you need. Or competence, yeah.
0: and not incompetence. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. And then like, uh, yeah, like emotional intelligence and all those things being a good fucking person, just being a, a better version of yourself. Like, because. I think we've all done self work too. Like, I spent over a year in therapy and done all this other stuff. So, it's like there's like self work, self improvement, and like trying to work on yourself. And just like I, and I feel like you got you too feel these the same way, but I felt like this overwhelming sense of responsibility to become a better leader because my sailors deserved it like and that's a line i use and i think i put it in the creed revision that we did but like i've i've used it in pinning scripts and in trainings and just all kinds of stuff over and over and over again for a long time it's just that your people are absolutely entitled to the best chief you have in you or leader depending on what we're talking about like there's no like they don't have to do anything to earn it like as soon as they pull that fucking navy ball cap on game over like it's it's and they I, I are think entitled why
1: I feel so strongly is because yeah, I was yeah. on the negative receiving end mm-hmm. in the past. And so yeah. knowing and, and that's part of I think and I realized through this process that like because I'll say so I didn't learn anything about the Navy or programs or policy mm-hmm. or even necessarily leadership through the entire season. But I did learn yeah. things about myself and. And like what? which I there's value. Absolutely there's value too. Um, like, well, for one, some of the like negative feelings that I had about leadership in the Navy wasn't entirely um valid in it being towards the Navy. Like I have kind of like compartmentalized and maybe like bottled up some of my like childhood trauma and some of my like personal relationship traumas Mm. and because like for example me right like my experience with my kid's father Mm. was extremely traumatic and i that happened kind of coincided with the negative experiences i had in the navy and Mm. so i just put them in the same box and like blamed it all on the navy and granted Mm. that was not a good time for me it shouldn't have happened that way but i kind of ignored what had happened with him and like the trauma that i went through with that and i blamed it all on the navy and it wasn't until like through this and in one of the like i don't know maybe a lot of the the things that we went through realizing that my reaction to some of that stuff wasn't because just the navy it was because i had experienced it like those feelings and that that negative stuff in multiple places in my life and so it hit Mm. extra hard when it happened from the navy because i thought that was a safe place right this is my job it's not supposed to be like that and so when it did i took it extra hard and, and i didn't separate those experiences when i maybe should have um but like for me the biggest negative experience that i had in the navy with leadership was somebody who treated me basically like human garbage they didn't treat me like a human and they were so focused on results and the 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 job mm-hmm. and hold on my, ch- my kid it's all good
0: <laughs> we, it's a normal occurrence minute, when ariana's on a uh,
1: right i'm a stop on. by and say hi about every
0: 15 minutes
1: yeah <laughs> right you pretty much um i can't believe they're still awake honestly it's, it's eleven forty two and this kid is You're still awake low. um but like okay, i think anyway. what hit me the hardest mm. was that if it hadn't been for this experience that I had, I would have been mm. that person. I would have been the person that was so focused on results, that was so focused on mission accomplishment at the if, expense of anything else. When if you're I saying hadn't that ex- been on the receiving end
0: of the of experience that. with the, your ex or with, with that, the those
1: chiefs that, chiefs that I had, of no, the chiefs yeah, that you, with okay, the Navy before, side of got it, it right. Got it. Yeah. Had I not been through that, mm. I wouldn't have paid attention to how important it was yeah. to treat people like people. And and so yeah. that's what got me and really hit me that if I hadn't been treated that way from my leadership, I would have mm. been that leadership yeah, that was I'll, just mission at the expense of anything yeah, else. Yeah, a lot
0: so more of... The way I or the reason I am the way I am is from negative examples instead of positive examples and like negative experiences versus positive for sure. Well, arguably, I would say like the. Yeah. Anyway, sorry.
1: A good chunk of it. But it it took me a while through the process and with a lot of like conversations and talking to other people for me to realize because I didn't want to let it go. Like one day someone picked up my backpack and they were like, do you know what, why your backpack's so heavy? I was like, there's a literal brick in there. There's a which brick is in a part, right? There's a brick. I had to carry a brick. Next um, question. I was like, there's a brick in there. And she was like, no, it's because everyone that has ever hurt you, you're carrying them in this bag. And I was like,
0: nah, I'm pretty sure that's because there's to. a brick in it. I, right?
1: <laughs> but no, I mean, but she was real. She was like, I, yeah, I know. I get it. And I, get and I was it. like, it's a yeah. powerful example. But I was well, like, I, I have to do that. Because I was scared that if I didn't carry this pain with me all the yeah. time, if I wasn't super aware of it, I would have mm-hmm. gone back and been that person that hurt yeah. me. I would have I been that person. And so I had to hold on to it. I had to be angry. I had yeah. to throw it in everybody's face. And I learned that one, not everybody deserves that. Not yeah. everybody deserves to be to have someone else's shit thrown in their face because they right. didn't do that to me. And I'm yeah. not giving anyone a chance because I'm just so mm. angry about it all. Right. But I want I, I needed to to hold on to it because if I didn't, I was going to be that shitty yeah. chief and that shitty leader. Yeah. And right. someone finally told me that it's not what you are carrying that's keeping you this way like you have mm-hmm. your experiences have literally molded you to be the person that you are right. if you let it go you're not going to suddenly become this yeah. piece of shit leader right. it's yeah. it's there you're not going mm-hmm. to change in that other direction and it yeah. that took
0: a lot
1: but so it, how like, how
0: did that happen like what experience during the season do you think kind of um clarified all that for you or was it just kind it of took like, was some it multiple time.
1: It was multiple things, but I I walked into season with two thoughts. One, I was really excited. I was so like I think Des is dying, proud man. of myself and you happy did, and excited <laughs> to be there. Okay,
0: <laughs> she was like legit, like she's like all right, dying. Sorry. Go ahead, yeah. I was like lowkey, Mrs. Go Rona all over right. here. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, training time out. No, um, yeah. But so i (laughs) i heard someone else say that the other day and i was like triggered um but no like i i had i walked into the season both very excited Mm -hmm. to finally be there because i feel like i'd worked really hard for it and also Mm -hmm. i know that a lot of people had poured into me and so i was like Mm -hmm. yay i get to pay this back i I, we've done it we have done this but then also I was because I had just PCS'd a couple mm. months prior to a very large command that I didn't know anyone. i had had yeah. maybe one conversation with two separate chiefs over the course of a couple months that I was there. And so where I, as where I came from before, it was a smaller mm. command. I knew every chief. I knew all of them. They knew me. And mm. so walking in, I was I wasn't just defensive I was also offensive I was ready to throw punches because I had had to do it in the past yeah and so while I was excited to be there I wasn't excited to interact with the people around and so I was just like ready to go at any point like come on fight yeah. me dude like because i've fought in the past
0: yeah yeah
1: that was not, not the best the way to walk yeah. into it
0: and no i feel like um, i warned you about that and i feel like i, I feel like we talked about you sure it. Like, did and a lot it, of people
1: did Don't a lot of people it. did but i couldn't help it like it was it was my upbringing and my experiences yeah. in the navy that led me there yeah. and and honestly like the experiences i had from when i had since i had checked in of the mm-hmm the people that i had spoken to yeah positively and negatively particularly like all the warnings i had gotten from chiefs about chiefs of like hey just so you know this is how people are dude. talking about <laughs> you da, da, da. and i was like uh, yeah fuck them yeah. you know right yeah, yeah but i didn't out. have any warnings about a specific person it mm-hmm. wasn't like hey this one chief doesn't like you it was other uh, okay. chiefs like running into me at the smoke pit and being like hey are you doing okay and i would be like why and this is before results. And they were like, well, yeah. I mean, I know you're kind of a big deal. Like people watch <laughs> your social media. People have a lot to say about it. You're on our oh Facebook page. God. And I was like, what are you talking my about? I was pissed. I'm like, because yeah. no one's talked to me directly. Right. This is right. before results. Of course. of course. And then results come out and I kind of get the same conversations, just slightly different. I'm like, are people talking about me? And I don't. Everybody's know? got a lot to say in no the group chat, but to
0: not me. to your face. I'm shocked.
1: Apparently. Yeah. Um, And so it made me super defensive because all I knew was that someone or someone's were talking behind your back and I didn't know who it was. And so I thought maybe it was everyone. And so I was just like, let's go to anybody (laughs) around. And that definitely got in my way. So it took me quite a while to get out of my own head and be more uh, like lean in and and be open to the process because I was just so ready to fight that. Yeah. I didn't get to see any of it. Cause I was just right. seeing red all the time instead. Interesting. I don't remember your initial question, by the way, it
0: was how, how did the Long- pr- season <laughs> process clarify all the, um, that you were care- you were associating those things and carrying that weight with you and applying it to people that didn't deserve it. Like how, what did the oh, season yeah. Yeah. do? Me being or pissy what did-
1: and other people forcing me into conversations okay. in different ways to, to make me see that, like, like a lot of these people... Like, these people didn't hurt me, right? Yeah. Now, their peers did. But right. But why should I shut them out? Like, I when I walked in day one, I thought it was me against the world. Yeah. In fixing the navy making the navy a better place but it doesn't have to be me against everyone it's me and all these people that are on the side of right and i just didn't know who they were because i wasn't giving them a chance and so some people forced me to give them that chance and i didn't want to but i did
0: yeah but you did very good that's dope yeah Yeah, because like i want to address something you just said like you said um, about like, well, they didn't hurt me, but their peers did. Right. So like, and we talked a little before we started recording, but like it, the it's important for people to like understand the difference. And I'm talking to like anchor wearers right now is like, yes, it's not necessarily fair that a junior sailor associates all these negative experiences they've had with other chiefs, with you as a person that happens to be a chief. However... When we're all wearing anchors to work, you're a chief just like the next guy and the next gal's a chief, right, that are that they may encounter. So that it is perfectly reasonable and grounded in science, like through uh, all kinds of like behavioral heuristics and, and like prototyping and all the shit, right, that they're going to do that. They're going to like aggregate those experiences that they've had with chiefs and they're going to build a prototype in their mind and they're going to apply it to every chief they meet. So with the understanding that that's just basic human psychology, you have to take ownership of the fact that you're not just you, you're also a member of this organization. You're a chief petty officer representing the mess at large, right? And so everything you do and everything everyone does is going to get built into how every junior sailor interacts with you as a chief for the first, second, third, 10th time, right? So it's like the chiefs that, are coming at somebody like you sideways because you've had a bunch of really traumatic experiences with chiefs up to this point. And that has built a distrust that is valid to you based on your experience. It's like, they have to treat that like it's real and they have to treat it like it's their responsibility to fix it. Because in order to develop you productively as a leader and get you to where they are responsible objectively for getting you, they you have to, you have to address whatever challenges are there. And in a lot of cases, especially nowadays, there are gonna there's gonna be negative traumatic experiences or just a distrust at best that junior sailors are gonna be entering this process with. Like first board, not junior sailors, I guess they're first classes that get selected. So the, but all junior sailors are going to be interacting with you in that way. And it's like, I, I've talked, I talked about this a long time ago, but it's like people like to pretend that things not real. Go ahead. Des, sorry. Before I get too far into my monologue, I'll let you talk while I go tuck my kid. in.
1: Okay. The go ahead.
2: I wanted to, I wanted to say to the point that you're making, because this is something that I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, And it resonates with me so much because I was that person, right, that suffered Mm -hmm. these horrible things at the hands of the chiefs, right? And if you don't know my story, sexual assault, sexual harassment, lack of support, Mm -hmm. bullying, ostracism, Mm -hmm. all at the hands of multiple different chiefs. So Mm -hmm. me coming into this process, I was, trust was hard. I even said, you know, to everyone, they all know, like, trust isn't inherent for me. You know, I wasn't even brought up that way. It takes work for me to trust something. Mm -hmm. And so back to what you were saying, right? Not about me. Um, But I wanted to add that in there because it was so difficult for me Mm -hmm. to figure out how am I going to to trust this group? How am I going to now be that group, right? And now carry on those burdens that those Mm -hmm. people put on me. But now I'm doing it, right? I got through the process. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it. I'm open. I'm willing. They were open with me about taking that on about mm-hmm. that perception about how Good. so how you have to have that loyalty that character that competency Good. because yeah. if you don't then you lose credibility not mm-hmm. only within yourself but the organization so every it's other like, chief i'm doing so a glad job. they said yep. that yeah but what about this is this crazy mm-hmm. to think that as because like you just said it's basic human psychology people mm-hmm. are going to keep fucking up People are going to continue to mm-hmm. have this distrust and this perception of the Chiefs mess that is negative. So if mm-hmm. we continue to do the same thing over and over and over again, it just breeds insanity, right? So is it crazy to say, why don't we make a little maneuver here, right? If if we keep the season going, is mm-hmm. it so crazy to say, why not, instead of uh, having the selectees, you know, quote unquote, prove themselves to us,
1: mm-hmm.
0: why
2: don't we prove ourselves to them. Why don't we show them that they can trust us? Why don't we show them that we're human, that we're vulnerable, that we know we can acknowledge, we can validate all of these things that happen and welcome you in that way. Because if I'm being honest, that's what was done for me in that season, in this season for me. It wasn't everybody's experience, but it wasn't until those chiefs that I didn't know came up to me because they knew what I had been through and Mm -hmm. opened themselves up and welcomed me that I was like, you know what? I I can do this. So I'm just saying, I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know if it would be crazy. I don't think it's crazy
0: at all. So like, I don't think it's crazy at all. So the we I think I mentioned the culture code before we started recording, but the book, the culture code talks a lot about that stuff. And what's hilarious to me is. In the book, it talks about every one of the organizations, like they get so tight. They're wildly successful. Everybody loves being there. It's one of those like really high functioning cultures that's just doing a great job, not just at building the culture, but also doing whatever their thing is, like whatever you would call like their mission. Right. And they the author said uh, like they they a lot of times I'll have like little cute Nicknames for like like Pixar has like Pixarians or or shit like that, but that's like identity specific. But then they said when describing like what the environment was like and what they felt towards all of their coworkers or teammates or whatever, they always used family terminology. Like they would always describe it as family. That like this is my these are my brothers these are my sisters whatever. And it's like, what is interesting to me is that we try to do that. It's like the cart before the horse. Like we're trying to force this like familial in like function without doing all the things mm-hmm. you have to build that feeling first. Like you, mm-hmm. it, it sh- that should be a byproduct. Like me saying that we're mm-hmm. family should be a byproduct of my experience exactly. within the culture of that organization. And so I don't think it's crazy at all. Like if I'm king for a day and I'm redesigning the chief season, that's very much what it's going to be. Uh, focused around is your it, it like i think and you know for whatever that's worth i think that the the chief season should be focused it should be a finishing school essentially for enlisted leaders going into that next pay grade and that should be uh be, i should have i should have already through whatever mechanism we put in place which and look is the best thing we got right now and then there's a bunch of other stuff like along the way sort of but Up to the point that you're getting selected for chief, I should have already built a lot of the things into you, like the emotional intelligence, resilience, the like basic leadership competencies, management skills, stuff like that. So that when you get to the six weeks of the chief season, all it should really be is me like refocusing you on what's to come like what's the new mission this is the culture this is who we are and what we do what we believe in these are our values these are the things you're going to be evaluated on and these this is kind of like what's going to change right but i shouldn't be trying to teach you how to write a fucking eval during the chief season i shouldn't be teaching you how to build a division officer's notebook during the chief season or any of the other things which while i i see the inherent value in those happening during the Chiefs season because they largely don't happen before the chief season, that shit should all have already happened so that when you get to the chief season, it's just a finishing school. It's a capstone event yeah. where we're building our identity and value system and like the the mission of the mess and how we function and what the culture is. We're building all that, in the familial aspect of it, we're building that into you. So it's like we're in, indoctrinating you into our family, but that's... The only way I can do that is to prove myself to you. You know what I mean? Like, so how else would I do that? And that's like going back to finish up the thought from before is like the, the part that I have the biggest issue with is most people, maybe it's, maybe it's not that I have the biggest issue with it. It's just, I don't think people understand this to be true is when there's an issue. So like you be with your experience came towards the chiefs mess with a really really great reason to not fucking trust us. Right. So Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. a lot of chiefs out and I would argue so, so did Ariana and so do almost everyone else, but whatever. So we're talking about yours as the example for, for this, like the, there's chiefs out there that would say, well, that's bullshit. You should just get over your shit or figure it out because it's not my fault. Or you should just learn to trust the chiefs. Or the, the most bullshit is that there's inherent trust. And there's not. Right? Like, it'd be nice, but there's just not because all these chiefs have been bad stewards up to this point, And it affects all the other chiefs that are trying to do it right. But the thing that I have the biggest problem with is what they do when they look at a problem set that, okay, this sailor is saying they don't trust chiefs because blah right and maybe you could even say like oh the sailor maybe they don't have like a deep trauma it's just like a distrust because they've observed you for the first 10 years of their career and they think that you're not doing this shit in good faith so they've just and they've heard stories and from their friends and all that other shit because people talk so the chief's mess and the leaders in it that balk at that kind of shit it's they just discount the fact that there's a problem at all it's like Debriefing a deox survey and the chain of commands laughing at the comments and just brushing them off like they're not real. And then they just go through the process of checking the box and then nothing meaningful happens and we move on with life, which is why junior sailors largely don't take deox surveys seriously. Right. It diminishes
2: the credibility of the deox survey. Exactly. But
0: but the people that who, who were presenting this problem set to you pretend it's not a fucking problem. Like they're laughing it off because they legitimately believe it's not a problem. So if I look at a problem set, like you coming towards a mess with trauma that I would need to overcome to bridge that gap and, and earn your trust so that you can like come into the organization and even just be open to us training you and, and like getting you ready to be pinned. And then you being like a, a productive member of the organization, you have to believe there's a fucking problem. And and the, the trick to it is like with your, when you describe your experience There's no fucking argument from any sane person that you have an incredibly good reason to not trust chiefs when you were coming in, right? But there's other people that you could say it's a little more cloudy and subjective, right? Even if you don't believe, like you're evaluating it and you're like, I don't understand why this is a problem for this person. I don't understand why they don't trust chiefs. Okay, you can feel that way, but it doesn't fucking matter what you think. That person thinks... They can't trust you. And that's a hill you got to fucking climb. Like it doesn't matter if it's fair. Like that's a big part of what we do is just shoulder that fucking burden and keep it moving. Like you have to overcome it.
2: Bring it full circle for those Mm -hmm. people that are saying that they don't understand or it's not fair. Well, then why are you teaching me? In 2023, <laughs> that I am also now going to have to bear this burden.
0: Yeah. Anchors are heavy. Because that's bear what this they burden. taught you. Earn every day, right? Yeah, that's what they day, taught right?
2: you, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. So now it's your turn, right? You owe, you owe, you owe. Mm-hmm. Now we owe. Mm-hmm. So now you yeah. owe me that same right. opportunity. A
0: hundred percent. And you don't get to sit there and say that that's not my my burden to carry or it's not my fault they don't trust chiefs. Yes, the fuck it is because you're wearing anchors to work. End of conversation. Like, I get it.
2: And I you're take that not- serious. Granted, yeah, right, like, it's only been six days, but I knew what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. I knew when I decided yep. that I was going to go through this, that that was yeah. a part of this. I knew that after mm-hmm. they gave me that training, that lecture, that now I'm carrying that burden. So yeah. I am ready and willing to continue to do the right thing and to make sure that nothing that I do or that the people mm. that I directly can influence right. does is going to diminish it, the credibility of the Chiefs message Because it is that's, truly something that yeah. is powerful and, is, and can be believed in and should be trusted. But, but the, it's because of the bad apples, which we do we have people that, <laughs> yeah. are bad apples yeah. that do the bad things that it makes it hard for people to trust. So we just have to keep working mm-hmm. hard at it. But back to what I was saying, right, we're going to have to mm-hmm. do things a little bit differently. So if yeah. it's crazy to say, why not, instead of, you know, welcoming in, welcoming, I should say initiating the new chiefs in like we do, why not give them an overbearing hug and say, yeah. hey, like,
0: yeah. Why not?
2: Welcome, and, and like, come on, like we we need you, right? We want and you.
0: Plenty of things you could do, including a final night type exercise that I think should be modified. But I like. I don't think... I think once you establish like the guardrails and the culture and the training objectives and all those things properly, final night, like as a crucible type event, you wouldn't need to really change that much. The things that go wrong or aren't productive are because of the culture and the lack of training objectives and all of this stuff. So like, I think you could... Now, just say
2: this. It just, go
0: ahead. You say I don't know what your final night, night was day. like. So I'm just speaking Listen, generally. No, no,
2: no. I'm just laughing, right? Because you say final night and you say mm-hmm. crucible And it's like these these words, right, they come Uh with images and they come with these thoughts. Like when you're reading a book, right? You know when you're reading a book and you try to like picture in your head paint a mental picture. Well Right. Well, that's what I was doing right before this process. I think that's what a lot okay. of us do as, you know, first classes who've been selected. We think, what is it going to be like? What's going to look yeah. like? And I laugh because this shit is so funny because I'm thinking of like they were telling us, you know, you guys are going to have to make these final night invitations. And I'm like, oh, OK, yeah. let's yeah. make these like really scary, spooky yeah. looking like fire and like a like a pig's <laughs> head on a steak with like dri- oh, blood God. dripping. Like it's like weird. <laughs> (laughs) These, like, comical, like, right, exaggerating images. But then when you think about it, when I think of what it was actually like, okay, it wasn't Mm -hmm. actually like that, but the dramatics, the theatrics, it's just like, it's all purposefully created for you to be in Mm -hmm. this environment that's kind of like that, right? It's dark. Yeah. Uh, There's smoke there, you know, (laughs) you're outside.
0: I think what it should be is like some of it, it, like they accomplish some of it, but then there's a lot of like you're saying, like the theatrics and drama that I don't think are necessary at all, because like I don't think you need to um, try to like simulate some of that stuff the way that they do. It's like some of it will just happen on its own. And I think a lot of it does naturally and a lot of the theatrics and bullshit that goes on doesn't need to like all the yelling and screaming and trying to like make and like the overuse of like PT in between events and shit. Like I think you could just program a really well thought out set of team building activities and challenges that the group needs to work through as a team and then subsequently ask them us for help and all that kind of stuff without it still being that like... Um, you versus us shit that that is there till the bitter end until they accept. That you, has you to know? get yeah,
2: That needs to that go shit from day just one. There should it. ever be yeah. no you versus us exactly. Because right. what I don't I'll think, tell you, I yeah. loved throughout the season was the team building. Like mm-hmm. I said, when before we started recording, like. I was like, you know what? I'm going to love this. I'm having fun. It's going to be great because I saw it as one big team building exercises and the things that were team building exercises, I had a really great time and I learned a lot about myself. I learned Mm -hmm. a lot about my blind spots. I learned Mm -hmm. a lot about like working with people, how to communicate with people, different kinds of people. So I thought that that was really great. Um, It Mm -hmm. just could have been more focused on that instead of other
0: things. Right. And I think that like the... I don't know, like the the issue that I have is like it's it's only half the battle for you to be a good steward of the chiefs mess so that we're not making it harder for the other chiefs. It's like especially for like the senior people, like the master chiefs and SELs and stuff. It's like you just have to have to accept that part of your job now, part of the responsibility of being in that role that I would argue you've already accepted is that you have to also just be willing to carry the water for the people that made it harder for you and all these other chiefs. Like you have to be willing to like acknowledge and validate that person's experience and then say, what do we need to do to overcome this trust issue that you have? Because while like you as Desiree and you as Ariana didn't do it, a chief did and you're a chief and now you're their chief. So now you do, like what, like it or not, this is one of those your anchors are heavy moments like you just need to get past the fact that it might not be fair right and start doing everything you need to do to to be a good steward proactively and flip that script where now they're like oh not all chiefs are bad I just happened upon one that was doing it wrong and I want to address like you mentioned bad apples and while I for sure think there are bad apples I that I feel like that doesn't go far enough because there are people that like are like shouldn't be wearing anchors to work that i think are the extreme minority and then there are like i am constantly saying over and over again is like the incompetent ones that just don't have the tools to do it right even though like in their heart of hearts they want to and they just fuck it up you know and it's like and then that but that sailor doesn't interpret it as this human being going through growth and figuring out how to do this and, and not having the tools and being overwhelmed and all those other things that come along with it. They interpret it as my chief sucks and he hates me or she hates me and they're out to get me and whatever. And they did me wrong. So, uh, you know, like a lot of the stories we hear where like a sailor's leave shit doesn't get approved till five ever. Right. It's like, well, okay, but why? Like, and, and, maybe it's because your chief just didn't care. And maybe it really is one of those bad apples, but more, more often than not, maybe that chief is so fucking overwhelmed and pulling chunks of their hair out. Maybe they got shit going on at home. Maybe all these other things, right? Like, and, and they're not dealing with all those flaming chainsaws they're juggling well because they're not good at it because they don't have all the tools. They haven't been educated, blah, 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 blah. So like, I just feel like so I, I always want to thing. qualify those statements with like, there's a lot of incompetence that I, I don't put all the blame on it and just say, oh, well, they're bad apples. It's like, not really. Cause that's the same ownership that we have to, this is another important point that I'll tie in yeah. really quick. Sorry. Is that the, the people that a lot of times messes will call bad apples also are not bad apples they're just the ones that they've cast aside because they're too lazy to do their fucking job and Um. improve that person now that like it's like as soon as you put on anchors you're just supposed to fucking know everything like no you have to you still have to develop that person like it's the same sailor they were six weeks ago they just went through the experience of initiation and got pinned but that doesn't mean that they're done developing. That doesn't mean they know everything about chiefing and leadership and management and all these things. So it's like you still have to, to pour into those people, too. Like it, it, a lot of times, like as a master chief, I'm looking at a chief as a junior sailor in my brain because I'm like, now I got to teach this person how to chief. Now I got to teach them about all of these other things that they have no idea about so that they can be a good chief. And it's like, you, you, it, it it never ends. It, it doesn't stop because you put anchors on. And a lot of times people will get cast aside because they don't figure it out fast enough. And so they're a shit bag and, mm-hmm. you know, like they just get thrown in the corner to collect dust instead of being developed. But go ahead, does sorry.
2: No, it's okay. I This is me like backtracking maybe a couple steps. Oh, that's all but good. But I wanted to throw this in here when you were talking about... Um, what did you say? Anyways, I it triggered a thought where I wanted your opinion on what do you think about? Oh, we were talking about trust and traumas mm-hmm. and, you know, going through this process and and you right as the person, mm-hmm. as the chief trying to get the selectee to overcome that trauma or build that trust mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. Well, how do you do that? Right. It, how do you do that? And is the answer to incorporate or embed a trained, licensed mental health professional? Uh, As a psychologist or a social worker, right? To oversee some of these operations, evolutions, to be available to have some of these conversations. Because if not, then I personally think it could be a dangerous game we're playing from experience, right?
0: It depends. Yeah. Agreed. Hardcore
1: agreed about danger
0: very much depends on what we're talking about if it's something that like it like an unresolved trauma that is causing mental health issues yeah i'm not a fucking equipped for that and i'll never claim to be until i get my phd in psychology and even then it's going to be like all right i guess i'm qualified now but i'm scared shitless about fucking that up
2: but essentially that's what you're doing right you're taking a group of five ten fifteen twenty forty selectees and you're saying rip open this band-aid full of wounds that you've been (laughs) holding in and pour your heart out to me and let me help you, let me, the chief or the chiefs, right, in this mess, help you overcome and carry on this trauma. And that's the danger is what I'm saying But we're not equipped to do that.
0: Right. And, And so you can make the argument that they're not equipped to even recognize the difference between just a lack of trust and trauma that is beyond my depth, right? But what I'll say is one, we should be providing that fucking training so that you can recognize Cause they like the shit in that memo about being a mental health tech and just all, lots of people like to say that shit. They, they disguise it as other words, like have knee to knee conversations, but it's like, that's basically what they're saying. And he just said the quiet part out loud. And then I went ham. But the, the part that to, like to answer your question, it's like, I think I can differentiate to a, a, decent degree like it's kind of like just like if I recognize someone's in crisis I'm going to do what a chief's supposed to do and take them to the appropriate resource because I'm not equipped to handle that I have absolutely no problem with there being embedded mental health present at fucking everything we do during the chief season I don't think it's a bad idea at all because you'd get a whole bunch of fucking clarity sent up the chain of command real quick from people that understand human behavior uh, and probably be a catalyst for a lot of change as well but um but I think that like the, whatever it is, like it, so like you had trauma and it, it have trauma and it, it's not gone. The effects of it aren't gone. The scar tissue is still there, but you have confronted it. I would say you've dealt with it. I would say you're largely at peace with it. So like me and you having a conversation about some the trust. people haven't. Some oh, and that's haven't. fine. And, yeah. and And what I'd say is what I, Well, <laughs> you're pointing at yourself. What I would say is like, Some if I got... I agree with you.
2: To open I agree. Up. With, <laughs> and it's well, like I they to, weren't...
1: I had to hard they, stop. I had to hard stop one day at training, walk out, leave, and then the following day, I had mm-hmm. to walk into mental health because right. it was so bad. Right. And, and, and we had more than one person walk into the ER or to mental health mm-hmm. or mental health for ideations for yeah, shit that yeah. hap- that got, that was Just like resulted from chief from season
0: compounding something that already existed kind of thing right or
1: bringing to light something that off. they didn't realize or okay. weren't prepared for yeah
0: and and yeah. that like okay so let, okay i think i get i think i get what i got to address this part first i think so that you'll stop yelling at me so so the i think the part that i i'm i haven't started with is the the forcing the function of like sharing things they're not ready to share or um like be vulnerable about things they are not being ready to be they're not ready to be vulnerable about right i think that that shouldn't need to happen unless it needs to happen and what i mean by that is like i like i don't need you to tell me your deepest darkest secrets or your trauma or whatever just to prove that you can be vulnerable with me i don't i think that's ridiculous like and, and The reason why I think people want to force it that far is the like before you got back, Ariana, does and I were talking about like how the chiefs mess likes to put the car before the horse and try to force the familial function instead of just building a culture that the the natural side effect is we feel like family because we're so close and we value each other. Right. Yeah. So I think that's part of it is they they are pushing this agenda of we're family because because the it's chief says so.
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah they're they're putting the car before the horse big time and so they want to force that vulnerability because well you're going to be my brother or sister so you should be able to tell me these things that's fucking that's that's ridiculous especially when you're talking or about. or
1: let's build some trust and then i open it up and then exactly
0: that. and, and that's what i was tr- i was trying to get at that i put my own car before the horse i was trying to get at that <laughs> first right where they shouldn't be forcing it to that extent because like if if let's say like Dez's experience had nothing to do with the Navy or chiefs, right? The, unless that her, is still the barrier to her trusting chiefs for some reason, I don't need to talk about that unless she wants to talk to me about that. In which case I would have to earn her trust to a fucking spectacular degree for her to share those things with me. Right? Like if, but because her, what she went through has like is going to be the obstacle or was going to be the obstacle to her trusting chiefs we need to talk about that. Now, does that mean that that's step one? Not if Des isn't ready to talk about it, then yeah. Like if mental health needs to be the mechanism that, that, that happens with, then that's how that needs to happen. But in order for us to succeed in, in earning her trust and then like getting her to accept the mess as that organization she's going to be a part of and trust us enough to work with us and all that, all those types of things, either she needs to overcome that obstacle with a mental health professional. And then when she's ready, we can do that. Or, if she's already ready, which I, again, like going back to kind of how I, I summarized it earlier. I think she was ready if she trusted that person to talk about it. Right. Like she, mm-hmm. t- she trusted me enough to tell me her story at one point. So it's like, I think she was in a place where she would tell the story to someone she trusted and, and felt safe with sharing that with. And that was, n- that's, nec- ones. that's necessary for her to do the thing we need to do to build her into the chief and for her to trust her. So it's like, what comes first building fucking trust and who's got to build it the chief's mess does and and you were gone for that part too where does kind of floated the idea of instead of the chief's mess trying to get selectees to earn acceptance it should be the other way around like the chief's mess i was trying saying to get that the you to trust time us. right and and you're not wrong the
1: entire time during my have you time.
0: read culture code have i told have i told you about it or have mm-hmm. you read it in general you should get that fucking book it's incredible it's called the culture code and that was what we were talking about, part partly in that lane. While you're gone, was like the the when you look at how successful cultures are built, it's not like this. And so, w- no fucking wonder we have all these issues with sailors trusting chiefs. Not and not just sailors entering the mess, like just everybody, like <laughs> sailors, sailors at normal, large, right? officers, every every fucking buddy. I mean, there's chiefs that don't trust chiefs. Like the fuck, think I'm wrong? I got the DMs and emails Absolutely. to prove it. So, oh, it's, I know it. It's um, it's a thing where if if whatever it is that we're talking about is an obstacle to you trusting chiefs because that trauma has to do somehow with chiefs, either directly or indirectly, you that needs to be confronted. Right. And does it but does it mean I have to be the one doing the confronting as the chief? running the season or as your sponsor or whatever the fuck, not necessarily. It depends on where that person's at with dealing with that trauma. I I would say, and again, I'm not a mental health professional. I'm just a dude that's interested. So like it's, it's one of those things that I, it's like, it can't not be dealt with if we're going to succeed at our goal of properly getting you into the chief's mess and and getting you to accept and trust those people around you. But it's not, if it's uh, like acute mental health things, that are then and, and, and like I would argue that like some of those people, including you, may have been ready to deal with it, talk about it, whatever, with people that they trusted enough to do that. But you were in an environment where the what was happening wasn't creating that culture and atmosphere for you like it wasn't whatever was happening, wasn't building a trust that you were willing to share and was stressing you out to the point because of whatever was happening that you had to seek that trust and safety elsewhere. Right. Like you had to go to mental health because that's the place that you can trust the person you're talking to and feel safe to to talk about those things. And you felt like you couldn't trust them yet and you didn't feel safe yet because and again, not because those people couldn't earn it or didn't necessarily merit it. But based on how they're presenting as these fucking characters doing all this theatric shit where they're like stressing you out and blah, blah, blah. They're presenting as someone you can't fucking trust with this and that you don't feel safe around because no matter what you do, you're failing and you can't do anything right and they just set you up to fail all the time and, oh, I want you to ask for help. And then when you ask for help, they're like, why can't you do it yourself, you piece of shit? It's like, why would you share any of that with them? Why would you trust them or feel safe around them at all? And to Des's point, it's like, that's why it should be completely flipped. Is that like, that's because that's how you build a successful culture and that's how you earn people's trust and make them feel safe enough to share you share vulnerable moments with you. And the chief's mess wants to skip all that shit. And I would argue probably because they're largely unaware of it and they think they have a a culture that does these things, but it's like, no, really what's happening is we're putting the car before the horse in like it's assuming trust is inherent. No bullshit. You have to build that and earn it. And that, like you should be vulnerable them with them because we're family it's like now we're fucking not i don't even know you you have to earn that like like uh the family you choose type shit like no i choose it because that person earned it like and that's why those people are those people in my life and everyone else's life so it's like if the mess isn't going to take the time to do that and again i think they're really fooled into the to the point that they think they are doing that during the chief season But they're not. And it's like the simple, I honestly, I can't say it's like a fucking culture code ad. But like, if you think I'm wrong, go read that book. Because one of the best parts of it is that they single out SEAL teams as an example of just like the pinnacle of military culture. And, and feeling like they feel safe to talk about their faults and people aren't going to shit on them for it. And, they feel, and it, I'm sure it's not perfect. Like I've never been in an NSW community or, you know, never even seen a SEAL team before. I've seen some SEALs in real life, met a handful like at the Senior Enlisted Academy and shit, but that's it. Like I have very limited exposure, so I have no idea and I'm sure it's got its flaws. But I would bet you. It's one of the best cultures out there for building that type of familial bond and and really close-knit team and like people can be vulnerable around each other and blah, blah, blah. So
2: I mean, that's the ultimate trust, right? You're trusting the people um to yeah. the left, right, front, and right you with your life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. And I, I I think that's part of why submariners are so close together. It's not quite the same thing, but the submarine and the ocean and everything inside the submarine are trying to kill you all the time. Like I mean, you're trying to keep the water out of the people tank. You're trying to keep the pressurized hydraulics and steam and seawater where it's supposed to be. And it's like it's fucking dangerous. Um, But it's more like a slow bleed, constant presence of, oh, fucking this might go sideways at any moment instead of like what they encounter, where it's a very real like kinetic threat. Holy shit. You know, It's, it's a lot different, but it's like because the community is what it is. And it's like, if I, if something does go sideways, I need to have complete faith in the person that is with me when we show up to that fire or flooding or hydraulic rupture or whatever. And so, and same thing, like even just driving the submarine, that's what gave me my anxiety (laughs) issues was being the guy in charge of the two sailors. Like, cause I wasn't driving it so much as I was the conductor about like how it was driving. Cause I had two junior guys with the planes, like the sticks, we call them sticks, like the steering wheels in their hands, right? So, like, I'm not actually driving. I'm just telling them what to do and then supervising them and be like, ah, give me, like, more angle or more whatever. And I can ask the officer deck for speed, but I don't control speed. I can tell the chief of the watch to move water around to control our buoyancy. And, like, is if a we're heavy. Is controller? After. No, no, it's not. A, it's it literally wildly, sounds like a video game, the way that you're <laughs> talking It's wildly <laughs> more complicated <laughs> no. than a PlayStation <laughs> controller, which is why we don't I accidentally get s- stuck at the bottom of the ocean. That's but, I
1: have to say that one of the guys I think I told you the army guy that we were with so he was a prior ET2 Ooh. sub guy oh, and nice. he yeah. yeah so he he wore this he wearing his his fish? His army uniform Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I and was wondering it. about him. Yeah. I was
0: wondering about him. That's awesome. Yeah, and he had it. Hell, he yeah. had
1: it on his uniform too for the yeah. Thing that's,
0: um, his fish. And yeah, my buddy. Was fanta-
1: he was an amazing guy. Oh, that's um, so cool.
0: Yeah, a buddy of mine crossed he, over to the guard from submarines, and he always wore his fish and shit. It was cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He he was an amazing person, but that's he awesome. uh, he made some really good. He shared a, like it, dumbed it down enough for us about like. Mm. Nuke stuff and oh, yeah, yeah, Hot rock makes steam go roundy roundy. That's all you
0: need to know, baby Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) when I told him I had this sweater, actually, he like almost died. Oh, yeah, yeah. he probably almost fell out of his chair.
0: Yeah, that's hilarious. It was awesome, it was good stuff. That's hilarious.
1: But, But the submarine life is clearly, um something power- like trying to compare like what holds more value like sub community mm. versus like chiefs community is like mm, it's that's a yeah right it's there. fun
0: like, it it's fun to to like see how other people perceive me because like dan always he tells me that he's like i think you identify more as a submariner than anything else and i was like you're probably right i think it probably goes submariner chief than cook um like, cause sailor is just kind of an overarching thing. I feel like, but like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, I have a lot of allegiance. Like, I'm fiercely protective of CS's because they get, they just get shit on and devalued by people so yeah. often. But also, like, it, it, I just there's so, it's. I I think it's what is conveyed in that book. Like, when when you build that culture to a point where it becomes f- f- family like, and it's it's not it's not the same as like, it, I think it's almost a better representation of family where it's not like you just love everybody and we're all super tight all the time. It's like- Because that's not real. We're super tight, but we also want to kill each other half the time. You know what I mean? Like yeah, everybody's a pain in the ass. Real, like, yeah. yeah, and it's, so it's more like an actual functioning family than it is like some idyllic like,
1: like picture of bullshit. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like- yeah. um, And I think that's why uh, that's like that is the reason why I identify so closely with submarining and less a little less so with being a chief and a little do it. You guys are able to, especially linguists. Like, I think it would be dope.
1: I don't think there's any, so there's like 19 chief billets in the whole Navy for my job, really. And I don't, yes. Um, and I'm just volunteer
0: to go though. Like, is there a way that you could like fill a different role or something?
1: I don't know, um, and we, I'm not quite ready to You could volunteer for enlisted women on submarines and cross rate. Just saying, go be an IT. I, I would never <laughs> no? cross rate. I would never cross rate. I go so hang like, out with Chief Bob. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually, I I texted him earlier to invite him to this because him uh, and I okay, talked yeah. a couple weeks ago about my experiences, and if I was like, he Hey, hey been, I'm sure to post?
0: He would have th- loved to. Yeah, he said he was out of town. Yeah, he's so busy all the time. I really
1: want to talk more after.
0: Yeah yeah he but always wants him, to be in, midway in but through like this
1: whining yeah he's him being on a, life he's so yeah. goddamn busy man yeah yeah i get um, it um but like it's yeah i the reason i, I like encourage my job it. because like i'm a linguist with super low uh promotion rates actually um yeah and like historically speaking like they wanted mm. everyone to to relay and go do different stuff i'm like listen True, I could go relaying and maybe have mm-hmm. better like promotion opportunity, but I don't give a shit about doing this job. I do it because I have to. I want to take care of sailors, and if yeah. I go go back and become like a Chinese linguist or a Russian linguist, I'm no. gonna be sitting with headphones on twelve hours a day, and I don't want to. Do yeah, it. I want to take I'm not
0: saying sailors. that. I'm saying cross rate to well, not a CT and go be on submarines. <laughs> yes, because yeah, but
1: the amount of time that that would take,
0: would yeah, be yeah, like, oh, no, I and as a I single know. mom and your doing, kids, yeah, know, yeah, 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 that's fair. Fair. yeah that's fair
1: yeah it would be a little different like because i still have every intention to like try and go be like a command senior chief command master chief at i some think point, the but second both of older, you put stars
0: on you should be applying for the command senior chief program and i, I want to i absolutely depending, want to but my depending on a little older
1: it'd be a little better
0: yeah depending on how your um <laughs> your command sel's feel about it I mean, they might want you to. I wait want to like start the quality already. Yeah, I was gonna say, depending on how they feel about, it, they'll probably want you to wait at least a year. But then, yeah, you could start. You could start the PQS and like yeah. get it to the the maximum extent possible that you can before you're a senior chief, and then you're just waiting on making a rank. You know what I mean? But I don't. I don't, I don't know. a lot. I think a lot of places probably won't, probably don't board you until you're a senior chief. But they might. They might board you, qualify you, and then, you know, you're just you're literally just waiting on. Making rank you know what i mean and then you mm-hmm. can even i mean keep your finger on the pulse of all that advanced the position shit maybe you can even do that yeah um,
1: ours is weird. just
0: to be a command senior chief I'm not to not even to be a, a ct senior chief for a billet you know what this I mean? may this may, this may be something
1: this may be something not necessarily for the podcast i have no idea <laughs> okay. um how normal is it to do pqs's and does did you have one
0: it's becoming less common. It's becoming less. I, common. Becoming less yeah, I mean, common. the chief season type stuff. No one does Girl. it. No, I mean, some yeah. some over eager beaver out there tries real hard. It never gets finished. I didn't we finish had, mine. We had a of did those. you fucking finish your PQS, you dork? Did you really? I
1: know.
0: How long was it? How many signatures? You dork. Who, which
1: one, you, uh, one of us, you? One of us. You. You're the time. only
0: one. She says she didn't do it. Oh.
1: <laughs> I had we had 143 lines, and I think I was like 130 something in.
0: Yeah, so you didn't finish it. i was almost there. You I think should I got not have even tried. signatures. Psh, ours well, was so like that's the thing, right? Six so pages he, long. I think thing. I got like three signatures on this shit. It's not fucking so, important.
1: It was so. Confusing as was Ooh. everything. It's supposed Because to. we have chiefs in other commands and in our command, whatever, that were mm. like, oh, I got three signatures my year. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. But no then other people it. are like, you will not be at Final nah, Night unless they, you have every
0: be, signature.
1: They it's be lying. They lying and gaslighting. Yep. They be saying yep.
0: all
2: that shit on purpose.
0: Yeah, it's all bullshit. To
2: try to confuse. I feel like you I said all this shit, shit
0: in like either conversations or the initiation chronicles. If you, you did, like I bullshit. forgot. I don't know. All
1: right. Because I really Hard tried because they were like, you will Get not selected. Hard go. And
2: I, I stood <laughs> firm. I was like, I'm not doing the memorizations and I'm not doing that PQS. Y'all don't give a fuck what y'all do to me, but I'm not doing it.
1: <laughs> and in the end, I was like, well, if I don't have it all, like I'll fucking answer to it, especially like the charges when they're and like, it you never came up. Charges. And then you're like,
0: why the fuck did I spend all my time? Oh, doing
1: it did come
0: up. Really? It
1: fucking Holy did. Sh- oh, shit. yeah
0: really it came
1: up every oh, yeah. day and then again, oh no i mean on like evolution. final night
0: and stuff it came up oh, on final night did. really
1: Jesus yes it did oh, yes, yes. that thing we the were last about thing you're earlier? thinking
0: about or talking about Mm-mm, mm-mm, all right then mm-mm. well that's dumb nope
1: it came up. yeah no
0: it one fucking up. finishes their pqs including 99.9 if not 100 percent of every motherfucker there i guarantee it no one finishes that shit unless it's one page long and yeah. it's meaningful which it never is it's 10 pages of bullshit and, and it's designed some on of purpose is pretty cool some of yeah, it is some of it like can be
2: convinced one was like convince somebody with a mustache that their mustache is ugly, and I was like, "All
1: right, yeah. y'all,
0: right <laughs> I'm now. not doing this. Bull- yeah. Not doing this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of it's bullshit. Like, go find bulkhead remover like, and no. just that kind of stupid shit. And sometimes there is like ours good heritage like, shit.
1: Yeah, there was good yeah, like heritage actually, stuff or, or fun whatever. fact, by the way, I meant to bring this up before. I do you hmm. know what the CPO pledge is?
0: I'm aware of it.
1: Uh, I had never heard of it until then. Why it's, is that not the fucking Chief's Creed?
0: It's on the Navy History and Heritage Command website. I don't think it's official, if I remember correctly. Um, I mean, I if think it's, it's on a .mil
1: website, it should be official. I, but well, it was it's in Navy PPS, History and, and Heritage and That shit Creed is good. Doing a fraternity? I mean, fair, you know? know? I'm just saying, it's way better than the fucking Creed. I'd have Creed. to look
0: at it. Like, I'm trying to think. I looked at it it's recently. So but, like, it's so good.
1: It's so good. It's like, I, I am, am a, a chief really petty like, officer. I I am the bearer of, I don't know. It's really good, though. It is
0: really yeah, it's good. It's on Navy History Heritage Command and GoatLocker.org. That's why no one fucking talks about oh, it. Oh, I didn't know if it GoatLocker. It's not official. And, th- like, oh. it may have been at some, some point in time. Like, because, I mean, by virtue of it being on the Navy History Heritage Command website, I would think that this came from somewhere pseudo-official at some point. But it doesn't even say on this page. But, yeah, it's... I am a Chief petty Officer of the United States Navy. I serve my country uh, and her people with pride and honor. I seek no social favors. I make things happen and do the best I can. I'm charged with leadership role like no other in the world. I don't know if I agree with that. I develop junior officers and mold my sailors. Yep, I like that. I acknowledge full responsibility for the actions of my sailors because the sailors are the seeds of the future Chief petty Hustlers. That's a good line. Uh, I live by the Navy's core values. Okay. I set the example. I say I was changed performance. My sailors and students are student- or students, and I am their teacher. I like it. I got an influence. The lives of these young men and women, and the final analysis, I will determine the quality of these sailors. They look up to me because I treat them with dignity and respect. <laughs> because they need a leader, I'm there for that. Yeah, no, that's a hell of a lot better than the existing. So good. A hell of so a lot good. Of I think I encountered right? it. I, love I, th- that. I think I encountered this when I was looking for the chief petty officer's job description, and I like, w- I uh, like scanned it real quick and moved on. But, yeah, yeah, I, I, was I really never happy. encountered that this was an in. Yeah, I, I never encountered this in any meaningful way during like my career. Or G
1: I had literally by. never heard of it, and I feel like I've done a hard yeah. amount of research. The, uh, yeah, the only G reason like I have.
0: heard uh, yeah the only reason i have is the uh, uh when i went looking for something and i found it like i was and it was but it was by accident i was just opening every document that said like chief's chief or cpo chief. or whatever just <laughs> yeah. to see if i could yeah. find anything meaningful on uh like yeah. a, a but set no, of
1: that was good shit that was
0: yeah that was nice
1: yeah no, but a lot cool. of it was other cool stuff about like just getting to know people one of them was yeah. like find the chief with the missing appendage I was like,
0: would you know that about someone?
1: Otherwise, not necessarily. I mean, maybe.
0: Like, maybe that was cool. Depends on the appendage, Is I that guess. Important?
1: It was a finger. No. It was a finger. No, for the not. record, I mean, it could. Be. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't. But it like it could be important if a there cool was story. like a, a
0: story behind it. Yeah, about like was. I was handling was lines one day and then.
1: Yeah, it, there was, uh, was a story. I there, lost a the like, finger. Like, was I wasn't
0: attention or something. Yeah.
1: It was neat to get like a little bit more than like, and so there was another one that was like talked to this chief about a corpse and it was like, what? And this guy used to work at a moratorium. It was like dope. But like, okay. why? Like, like just m- random shit that wouldn't come up in conversation Just or something?
0: Okay.
1: Kind of, pretty much. Yeah, yeah just like, like force. Because otherwise face. I probably would have been like, hi, hello, I'm Ariana, nice to meet you, see you, never, bye. Like, but it forced a conversation that wouldn't have been had with someone that I actually really liked. Like, right, it was then. really cool. That's so, cool. I
0: don't know. I feel like you yeah, there, probably there was some of it anyway, that was neat. There was whatever. some
1: of it that was bullshit.
0: Yeah, There was I plenty mean, of times it, I went people like, hey, it's can, can it's
1: I get true. a signature? And they're flipping through and they're like, I don't know what this is. I don't know the answer to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's cool. why okay, it's so dumb a lot it. of the times.
0: <laughs> Like yeah. okay, you don't have to ask me anything. You can just sign it. This isn't real. Like it's not like I'm actually qualifying Clearly, something. If you don't know about but it, and you've been wearing anchors. Then. That's part of <laughs> why I I saw it at least in the submarine community start to get phased out. A lot of CMCs were like, "Don't do that anymore," and and they started stripping a lot of the met- memorization out. Um, it, not all, and it's not everywhere. Like he, first, they got sort of got rid of ge- the genuine term, like genuine G- petty officers Even though I know <laughs> a lot of people still s- still use that. Um, and then they, I don't know if
1: I understand is there a reason behind it
0: oh about stripping it out or about no, them saying about it generally it. it's just another fucking yeah, stupid flex us. about how they're the cool kids and you're not that's all it is Um, and then they uh, what was the, the like honorable most honorable most honorable and exalted bullshit so I don't know did you guys have to do any anything like that when you were addressing chiefs inside the mess yeah, that's fucking. So be
1: I never, but ever nothing did. Official, I we we're guess. supposed to, but I didn't. Yeah.
0: It didn't. happen. I never did time? it because I
1: thought it was gross.
0: It is gross. No,
1: not really. Like okay. a couple people asked me, like, why aren't you doing that? And I was like, because I think it's gross. It's I think stupid? it's weird. And I would never want, you know, a year from now for someone to talk to me like that. Like I yeah. don't want to. I'm not honorable. Nothing like that's weird. Yeah, it is weird. But I will say. And they were like, what do you think the point is? And I was like, I don't know. The point is to think that when we're done, we get to be cool and hot shit. Like, I don't know. Like, it feels great. I humiliate think good you. reason other than stroking p- someone's ego.
0: The, yeah. Well, so and the point is to create to after a, a large that, like, divide. What would they say? A divide.
1: Right. Oh, the divide between chief selects and chiefs is That's far more vast than between chiefs and white hats in general. Like, oh, my God. Well, yeah, someone yeah, it's brought artificial it up to me, like, a lot. Partway though. through. Like, yeah
0: well i mean it's created as soon as you're selected so so that wouldn't be real if they weren't doing it so it's artificially created is what i mean like the the divide between white hats and and chiefs is a lot more like um it's i don't know like what the natural already yeah Yeah, naturally occurring yeah
1: yeah but someone brought it up to me and they made a really good point that, wow. and it was one, it was a point I hadn't thought of because they asked, what do you think the point is? Because you never say it. Mm. Why do you think the point? And I explained what I thought the point was. And they were What's like, the okay, point? or Tell it's me more. because like you're supposed to say it when no one's watching, right? So you're supposed to have to like look around and be like, why do I have to say about? it when okay, no one's watching?
0: <laughs> right. But.
1: Because there are some things that you need to talk about amongst oh, the shut mess the that you fuck don't up. Want other people to hear.
0: Shut the fuck well, up! I'll, I'll say that that's such I'm not a fucking leap. I fully leap. agree
1: with it. I'm not Shut saying that I agree with you, but, the but there are That's some times where you got to talk about out. something that you don't want there are people to some hear. Sometimes they're to talk
0: about things in private, so we're going to make you call us exalted. I'm not talking about <laughs> like QRBs
1: or people in trouble. St- or whatever. Okay, okay. Whatever I'm not calling anybody
0: fucking cheese. exalted inside the cheese mess. I call them by their first name. So it's like the opposite
1: agree right and that's that's such a fucking
0: bullshit i'm not saying i
1: am not saying i'm on board with saying it at all i don't like it for some
0: bullshit ass but this was
1: a point that somebody made that like when you're gonna have to look around and like know who's Uh, around before you start talking about fucking uh, seaman timmy's drb tomorrow
0: like i'm
1: not saying i agree with it but it was a lesson do you, that was do you, provided to if me. If
0: I told you I, I had an STD privately, would you ever. be careful about who you shared that information with? Of course you would. Because you're not a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> go, come on. <laughs> that's such a fucking cop out. Like, that's such a bullshit fucking excuse for so, wanting okay. to be ego stroked yes. with that stupid terminology. Like, you should be... Perfectly Agreed. fine with somebody calling you chief, senior chief, master chief. That's enough. Like, if you go back, like, if it was good enough for fucking Carl Bashir, it's good enough for me. I don't need to be most highly in fucking exalted, all this other stupid shit. Like, fucking chill. Like, that's such Absolutely. bullshit. But you it's have people out
1: there speaking shit that they shouldn't like. There was like a couple years back. There was a talking chief about? talking to another chief in a very Ooh. open space about somebody's limb do med board for mental health, PTSD, yeah, MST that's fucking in front incompetent. of multiple sailors. I Why? agree that. I mean, it's just fucking laziness and absolute just problems. <sighs>
0: And I, but like if they had been forced but to call people th- most highly honorable no. and exalted master chief no. then that would have reinforced that as the lesson exam-
1: no fuck that's it. not what I'm saying that's not what I'm saying Sounds I'm like saying there are people who don't Sounds pay like attention to their saying. fucking surroundings uh, agreed maybe but this makes them more more aware uh, fuck off maybe. no it doesn't maybe no, it I'm not doesn't. saying it do- nope. I don't agree with it Hard I still no. don't like it I've never used it and I <laughs> never will but
0: you can tell them I said that shit I'm gonna clip this just so they see it fuck out of here that's such bullshit. Oh, oh my god,
1: dude! It's after midnight. Can you?
0: Yeah, we can wrap out. this shit up if you. Yeah, I, I know. I understand. I'm it's not. Late.
1: I'm not worried. I mean, about I don't know.
0: care, but I'm, I'm just wait, saying. But I know no, you've got be up littles, and okay. I just well, need we'll this one, one to go to sleep. The other one's asleep. Right. I'm just
1: waiting for this one to well, The fuck
0: Figure asleep. it out, mom. All right. I don't know what to tell you.
1: <laughs> Let me. T- Let's talk about She's gonna hit a me. One <laughs> parent or two single parent during uh, the season. Oh uh, yeah, God.
0: we need to get into that. Like, but go deal deal Jesus. with what you got to deal with first.
1: Okay, is you he guys going or do you got to go? Else to talk about for yeah
0: no we he's, can he's just
1: staring here. Watching we'll do something. Me.
0: Go yeah go be mom and me and does can talk while you are gone. Promise we won't yeah, talk so shit about it. On that,
1: I feel do like it.
2: another I important do. topic to bring up yeah. is like what she was saying. Right, one the hmm. time that is taken away from people's families, a selectee Mm -hmm. and the chiefs going through the season, right? Yeah. As well as the lack of acknowledgement of the single sailors. How so? Like, uh, well, the lack of acknowledgement for the single sailors, right? Those who don't have spouses or don't have Mm -hmm. kids, or maybe they do have kids and don't have a spouse. It's like, well, where is their support? There's no special yeah. picnics or special committees or special anything okay. for them, right? To make sure that they feel supported. But there's all of this stuff for the spouses. Yeah. And I'm coming fair. at this from an angle of somebody who was put in a position in the season on one of our uh, Saturday evolutions, right? It was mm. like the hike goes like your hardest day of the Navy hike. And it was like a seven mile hike and they stopped and they shared these really heavy stories. Right. Yeah. So then at the end of it, they had this surprise picnic planned where people, spouses and kids showed up at the end.
0: Uh, And there
2: was maybe like 10 of us who had nobody showed up. Yeah. We didn't even know what was happening. Nobody showed up for them. One of the guys, It was his kid's birthday that day. I don't have kids or a spouse, but I would have loved to go home and be with my dog.
0: Yeah. One of the guys
2: just got out of a really ugly divorce that he didn't want. And then, Mm -hmm. so you get, you get done with this really rough, hard hike, dealing with these really traumatic things that you have to hear. And then now you have to deal with your own shit on top of that, seeing all these people like, yeah, you can be happy for them. But
1: like, how did that, how do you think that made us feel? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like shit. Yeah. Like talk about the basic, basic everyday shit, right? Like as a single person, about like mm-hmm. doing well, was, your yeah. dishes, doing your laundry. Like I was gonna there's ask, no people out there who have like yeah. got a, like a spouse, whether they have kids or not, who are like helping them to yeah. like cook yeah. their food or do oh, yeah, their laundry. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. And is, like, is, not only am I doing all that for myself, but also yeah. for two small children. Right, like, right. Like,
0: Right, no, but even for no for, for single people, I was gonna ask. Like, I, I was basically single until I was a senior chief. So, like, uh, like never had anybody for anything ever except the last submarine and last shore duty. Like, I I met my wife just before I got to the su- the last submarine. Well, that's not true. I we I met and dated her, but we weren't living together. So, well, I mean, I guess I really was. I was. It was my second shore duty, third boat, and last shore duty, my wife and I were together. So like for half of my career, a, a good portion of it. Um, but it was like, she was never there though. Like when I was at Fort Lee, she couldn't be there for the, the only time I've ever had anyone on the pier when I got home sort of was we moved the boat over to the shipyard and my wife works at the shipyard. So she met the boat on the pier and it was cool. Cause that was literally the last time I ever like came home. And I was a top side of line handling supervisor. So I saw my wife on the pier. And it, that was really important to me. Um, but like for this, like that's the whole I went through the season, I was single. Like I, I didn't have any, I was a one-bedroom apartment kind of thing. But like, you were
1: like deployed so a lot of the time during your season. I right? was
0: gone until the last three days. So there is that. Like, so that's why I was gonna ask that question. Is I haven't really paid attention to it because every season I've done in port has been as a chief. Except, like it was the last three days. So, I mean, we got home, got our sea bag list together, did final so night here's, out. There. So, like, how oh, does it affect a single thing, sailor? Right? Yeah, that's what I was, that, that was my question. It's it, like, it
1: does. Do you carry more
0: water than the other selects, and then that fucks up your ability to do things at home. And, like, yeah, tell me about that.
1: The number of times that I slept less than three hours a night,
0: disgusting. <laughs> I feel like you
1: do that. Normally. I lost 11 pounds.
0: <laughs> I mean, during hey, season that yeah. I
1: probably shouldn't have (laughs) sorry you go while i go get this yeah yeah. tell me single single
0: factor
2: yeah the support factor i think is just what you lack right it's like you just don't have that support and yeah these people have you know their spouses or kids but you just don't have that support and it's like here's the thing though it's like the single sailors also are carrying that extra load because it's like, okay, yeah. well I can stay I
0: got to go home and take care of my family. Because, yeah. yeah. I yeah. I
2: don't have people to go home to. So I'm mm-hmm. going to stay here and do this or I'm going to take the hard task. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Like we all did that. Yep. And so it's like, we're just like forgotten about, not thought about there's all these spouse events. There's this, there's that. Yep. And it's like, what about the single people? Yeah. It's like, Not that we're being excluded or discriminated against because we're single, but like, how about you just be a little considerate Uh, and then maybe make things accommodating to everybody more inclusive. And then my solution for that was to send everybody TDY, send all the selects TDY and put them on the same operating ground, make us stay in a barracks, make us eat the same foods at the same times, be around the same people, have a controlled environment. That way, everybody's the same.
0: The problem with that, though, is you would have to, like, and halt a lot of functionality in the entire U.S. Navy for six weeks. You know what I mean? Because if you unless you did it in stages, and that's the like, yeah, well, you, you could do it. We could alter it in big ways that, I mean, it'd be even more change that institutionally I don't think there's an appetite for. But, like, the Army promotes at pay dates, right? And so I think a lot of, I think all the services do, to be honest. Like, where, like, my friend Yada, uh, she put on Master Sergeant, I think, so E-8. And it, her promotion ceremony was just her because she had to wait until her pay date to get, to put it on. Right. And so mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you did it that way, you could train people, ba- you could do it in like groups and just say, okay, like we're going to have like six, eight, 10, however many training cycles throughout the year. I guess you couldn't do 10 cause that's 60 weeks. So like, you know, like eight of them maybe and bait and do it based on like pay increments so that you're, doing that TDY thing with your group. And it's like you, that way you can like stagger it and not shut down the whole Navy. But yeah, I, I, I agree that that's how that should happen. You could also do it by it just becoming like a, a standalone leadership development course that you have to do. And then the promotion of chief just becomes like a normal frocking. And then you you go do it like your senior enlisted Academy type experience, but to be, to do the chief part of it, which I think okay, it's kind of point, it's
2: more standardized, right? Uh, yeah,
0: for, for sure. And I th- I would venture to guess that secretly and I've not I, I should ask Toby uh, Ruiz, the CMC event like this. Um, I bet mm-hmm. secretly there's been like whiteboard style discussions or like on a napkin somewhere where. NLEC ELD is the groundwork for deleting the chief season because of the CPO leadership development course. So it's like, they're going to start Ooh. there and it's just going to be this very slow, like, they okay, they now we're going to change it. this. And very, now we're recently, change, yeah. mm-hmm.
2: very recently. Yeah. Very recently. They just mandated in order to be eligible. Yeah. You have to do the CPO select D
0: to be a al- uh, course. So to be, wait, to be eligible yeah, they released to-
2: something to, to be, Eligible for uh boards, no, not board selection. Ooh, what was it that I read? It was to be, I want to say, maybe it's, I want to say they, then you have, yeah, I think it's, yeah, development.
0: I think it's that, um, that you know, yeah, to be eligible for senior chief, um, I think, but let me, I'll go to the website really quick, but yeah, I think the, uh, I think the, model of doing it in a formal brick and mortar environment where you're removed from your work environment. Like it could, it could work. And I think it could be very productive. I think that you could also do a hybrid model of some form. And I think I've talked about this on a podcast doing it where it's like, and, and it would be hard to do while deployed. That would be the problem. And I don't know how you'd have to find a way to get around that. But the, um, Where you're like, say you're on a ship or and it's in port or you're at a shore command or whatever. And when you're selected, it's like you go to work in the morning or maybe you go to work at lunchtime and work till the end of the day kind of thing. But you go and you work till like 1300 and then you go log on to Blackboard and do your chief season like educational material. And then like maybe there's like a final night event at the end kind of thing. There's there's ways that you could do like a hybrid version, too, I think. But yeah, I mean, I I, I'm more on fire about it being standardized than I am about it being like happening in a formal brick and mortar environment, even though I do think there's a lot of value to that. I think it'd be nice if either the CPO leadership development course or if that stays separate, which that could that's fine. And making teaching of the creed something that's fucking useful and making that like a formal course that's delivered uh, in a, in like a classroom yeah. environment by a qualified facilitator kind of thing. But even, but yeah,
2: all, all in all, there's just too much that I don't know. Right. And I just don't know. And I just yeah. want to know why, right. It's the juice worth the squeeze at this point. It's yeah. like, because I know what I experienced and I know what I felt was wrong. I know what mm-hmm. I felt was useless to me. I know what I saw was impacting myself and my peers. And I know that that's what I would want to change, right? However, there's a lot of things that I don't know, right? It's, well, what what was the intent of that? What was the purpose of that? Was the juice worth the squeeze at the end of the day? So it's like, I think there just needs to be like some massive whiteboard, right? Where everybody puts all the things on the table and figure out like, again, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is what we're doing here for six Mm. weeks, for the six weeks, the best, the best way to get the best output. And I don't um, have the answer to that question, right? All I, know I don't how to do is yeah. maybe improve upon the things that I thought were bad for me. So, it's
0: yeah, like, I don't, I don't know.
2: Circle. yeah.
0: I don't know that we need six weeks. I think that question can answer itself once. Like, I think what you would, where you, we need to start is we redefine what our, like mission statement is what our guiding principles are right and if that's the mission vision guiding principles fine right but i think it it can be, it could be productive to challenge that and just say is this who we who we, is this a good reflection of who we are and, and like what we want to be right as a, as an organization culturally and once we do all that and we're like okay this is it this is the mission vision guiding principles is our our guiding document then you go down okay so now based on my understanding of what the cultural identity is and the values of the people that comprise it i can start establishing the learning objectives for a for a training cycle right for to build ch- new chiefs which i still like i think enlik eld is the is the step in the right direction towards laying the foundation over time so that it is just like a a finishing school essentially but then Once I have those things clarified, I can then develop the training objectives. I can then say, okay, what do I need to do to accomplish those training objectives? How many hours can I even spend? How many hours should I spend? How am I going to, what are like the modalities I'm going to use to like accomplish those learning objectives, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then based on all that, I can then paint the picture of how long it needs to be because you might be right. Maybe it only needs to be three weeks. I don't fucking know. But we need to go through that process of like, building it from the ground up because I think I, I I think everything is is an exercise in futility until we start there and and all the people that I've heard from it's like they want to point at the existing created as, as if it's has value of any kind and it fucking doesn't besides being well, a thing I, that makes I some chiefs you, feel good
2: I bet you the Go number on. one pushback you get is that heritage right history and heritage that if you change things then
0: not exactly so the number one pushback to changing the creed in any meaningful way is
2: not just the creed but just this process you know
0: yeah i mean that's that's the i think the the type of emotional response would be tied up in that but then go read a tradition of change and shut the fuck up um they Like, it's the whole history and heritage of it is largely fabricated and built on hazing and just horrific, degrading behavior. So, fuck off. I, I don't want to hear about it. But...
2: Which, which with, that's a point I made when I tried to look up the history and what the, the heritage means. You don't find that. You don't find that. Yeah, you that on find on the internet, goat locker right? fantasy. You find, that, I, you, you find that by talking to people, though. And then when you mm. actually talk to people and you get those primary sources... They're, yeah. they're verbal, you know, telling you of what happened. Yeah. is the hazing. It's like, yeah. oh my god, 100%. they made you do that.
0: Hundred percent. So like, like, it's hey. horrific. Yeah. So the the heritage piece is is bullshit, but the <laughs> the value that can exist in that type of an event, done correctly with actual learning objectives and everything else, I think can be good. like shared adversity is powerful. Like. It, uh-huh. The the way in which that galvanizes a group of people towards a goal is it's meaningful and powerful. And I think it's a tool we should still try to use, but it needs to be refocused and redefined and and actually have a formal structure and policy and all that stuff built into it. Like literally fucking everything we do. And that's that I can't I just can't. Reconcile the fact that there's a procedure for fucking turkey sandwiches, but there's not one for building chiefs like it's bullshit. And and any any pushback along the lines of uh, like, oh, I've always done it or it's heritage and tradition and all this bullshit. And that's why we don't have policy documents is complete bullshit. Like, it's, tri- it's the hierarchy doing what the hierarchy does and trying to preserve the hierarchy. Like, that's the prime directive of a hierarchy is preserving the fucking hierarchy. So it's like the stupid shit that we do, it's like the, the pushback is built on preserving the status quo, even though it doesn't make any fucking sense and it doesn't work. So it's like the, the first part of it is is at the institutional level, there being a recognition that this shit needs to get fixed, and that's not real. And the pushback, particularly with the creed, The only pushback I've ever gotten is they point at the mission, vision, guiding principles as a policy document. I'm Like, okay, cool. If that's our policy document and the CPO creed is just a fucking feel good thing I hang on my wall, then why isn't it teaching to the mission, vision, guiding principles? Why is it teaching to the creed? That's why the fucking creed needs to be revised. So if you want to leave that alone, even though I don't think you should, because it's misleading, not because I have a problem like I do have a problem with it, not concisely communicating who we are and what we do. Because that's kind of what it's for. But if you want to like leave that alone as some kind of tradition or heritage bullshit or whatever, okay, fine, even though I, I think there's troubling things that do not align with the mission vision guiding principles and the like even the MCPON memos and his priorities as they exist today. So it's like that's why it needs to get revised. If you want to point at the mission, vision, guiding principles as our our like governing policy document that's the who we are and what we do think, okay, cool. I don't have a a giant bone to pick with the mission, vision guiding principles. I would have to sit down and do a really close analysis to decide whether or not I think anything should be added or taken away, which I think that should be a fucking every five year activity of the Pond's leadership mess anyway. But, The problem I have with it is that it's not teaching to the mission, vision, guiding principles. We don't build the chief season around the mission, vision, guiding principles. The only thing we build around it is chief evals, which we also don't build into the chief season in any meaningful way. And I've had to have conversations with pinned chiefs about the chiefs eval because nobody ever talked to him about it. Nobody told them about the mission, vision, guiding principles. Nobody told them about that. That's literally the traits, the individual traits listed on a chief eval. And that this is what they mean, and this is how you accomplish them, and all that kind of shit. Like, they they didn't even know it was a They were gonna get a different eval, even though it says E1 to E6 we on their did, eval. We did
2: that. We did good. that training in our week. Fucking good. Yeah, but
0: for a long time, it. they didn't.
2: And, <laughs>
0: and that's the problem is that it's not built around that. So, you don't get to point at the mission, vision, guiding principles and tell me that's our governing policy document when you don't mm-hmm. fucking build anything we do besides the chief eval around that. And I like, it's great that the chief eval is built around that because it should be, if that's our, our identity driving policy document, even though it's kind of not really like it's a policy document, but not really, but like the, you, you can't then build, you're talking on both sides of your mouth because then you can't then build the one required facilitated course during the chief season around the fucking creed that doesn't fucking communicate that in any, (coughs) any meaningful way. That's that's the issue I have with that, and that's the pushback is they point at the the mission, vision, guiding principles, and it's like you don't get to have it both ways, like because we don't do anything with that besides chief evals. Yeah. So yeah. (coughs) Sorry, my cancer throat's
1: active. Welcome back, Ariana.
0: Hello. Tell me about single mom stuff.
1: Good God, it was it's rough. That like I. I wish like looking back, looking back, I wish that I had been more firm in my boundaries in spending time with my family and and not messing with my kids routine. Like, because, I mean, I told you early on that, like, I was getting a lot. I feel
0: like somebody told you that bright red lines. No. Did that happen? Okay.
1: Yeah. I tried that. I tried that. (laughs) And the response I'm, I'm was, you. if you can't figure it out, go through next year. And but that's not real.
0: It's a pro- I mean, I'd like to say it's an empty threat, but <laughs> people are still doing it because they're fucking idiots. <sighs>
1: so I felt like I had to make sacrifices. And looking back, I feel like I made too many. Um, there was a lot of times that my kids were negatively affected by the schedule. Um, the amount of money that I put into babysitters for, um, evenings, weekends, stuff like that. Like I was fortunate that I had, um, uh, it was just a rotation of one of the chiefs and master chiefs from around here that watched my kids in the mornings, so that I could go to PT, PT and, and some stuff, other yeah. morning things that we had. And, but like we did stuff in the evenings, we did stuff every Saturday yeah. and like I spent money on baby right. for that. But
0: you know, we're family or and you're our sister and blah, blah, blah. Like, but figure it out or you can go through next year. Like that's the hypocrisy of this shit. And that like, fuck man all right And,
1: and maybe i could have asked and like would have been given more help but like part of the problem that happened with me in the beginning was like if it's it's for me right it's really hard to ask for help period but yeah. especially with my children because like being a mom does not come naturally to me. I'm not mm. like Betty Crocker over here. I'm not the best <laughs> mom in the world. I I work hard to be a good mom. It takes yeah. effort from me because it's not something that comes naturally. And mm. so for me to ask somebody for help I know that, like, I'm the kind of person, if somebody asks me for something directly, I'm going to do my best to help them. But if someone, like, makes a generalized, like, oh, if anybody can help, right? Like, I'm not going to volunteer to go babysit someone's kids unless I'm really happy to do so. Because not only am I taking care of my own kids, but to then volunteer to babysit somebody else's kids is a huge deal. So it's hard but for like, me to ask directly and like, Hey, are yeah. you like making my random phone calls to all these chiefs? Like, Hey, by the yeah. way, would you be willing to watch my kids? Like I want someone who's offering the help because that feels yeah. one, a lot more genuine and a lot more sincere and a lot more like they're willing and, and going to put in what it takes to take care of kids. Right. So,
0: but when you bring it, like, when yes, you bring it, you could
1: have s- asked for help, but,
0: but when you, you did though, I, that's the problem that I have with it is you brought the problem to their attention. And, and, Kind of like what Desiree was talking about earlier, if if we were about uh, like building that culture where it's like a, f- a familial type bond, then just you bringing it to our attention would have been enough. And then that group would have rallied around figuring out a solution and people like me or Desiree who were single for much of the time or like even when I was with my wife for three fucking years of it, she was in a different state. So I had the bandwidth to do things like that. And I did like I watched. So shout out to my homie, Sasha. I used to watch her daughter sometimes. So she could go. She was a single mom, so she could go out and do shit. And we had a great time. I splashed into puddles with her and we watched Frozen like 17 times and played with Ninja Swords. <laughs> and it was super fun. Yeah. And um, but but it, like that's you brought the than pl- having
1: someone come to your house at 430 in the morning. I, I'm with you. Or, uh, but, you know, when I'm like, which I did, if I have you're going to if
0: like, you're going to do fucking PT weekends. that early, then y- the mess gets to figure out how to get everybody there. And it's like, and then if people can't be there because the CDC doesn't open, like you're not, the CO is not going to set working hours at a time where people can't get their kids to the CDC unless it's fucking World War III, right? So why in the fuck would we create some type of time commitment on our sailors that they can't meet? In the same way that they wouldn't be able to meet that if I set working hours starting at 430 in the morning and ending at like 1330 or some bullshit like it's not going to happen because that's how the mechanisms are built. So if you're going to do that, you get to help me figure out how to solve this fucking problem just like you would for one of your sailors if they were in the same boat. And I'm not saying that Chief's going to go babysit CS2 sailors, but you're going to help him find a fucking solution. Like, that's that's how we solve these problems. So if they brought, if you did bring that problem to the mess, which you fucking did and got told to shut up and figure it out on your own, that's bullshit. That's hypocrisy at the fucking highest level because of the way they try to to like peddle this shit to you. Like, oh, you need to be able to ask us for help because we're your brothers and sisters, but we're going to tell you to go fuck yourself every time you ask us for help. We're going to tell you to figure it the fuck out or we're going to just tell you no and you can you can go through next year. Like, fuck off. That's fucking bullshit. And that's just a chief copping out. They're par- par- parroting the party line. But when it comes time to actually do chief shit, they're like, oh, no, that's too hard. Figure it out on your own, nerd. Like, that's bullshit.
1: And I I think it could have been a test. It could have been a test nah, to see if I was going to stick no, to my guns not. and say, hey, this is my bright red line. I don't no, know. Uh, one of the chiefs told me that she talked to her mom and her mom was willing to fly from out of state to stay here not in my cool. house, but like here locally. For not everybody long. has and a like, mom. Like, okay, <laughs> cool. Right, like, like no, but not her everybody mom was has that to type of help with My kids, oh, which I thought I was, got you. but it's like I've never met your mom, that's so to insane. say, like yes, yeah. please fly in from another yeah, state is kind of insane. crazy. Like it, it's hard for me to do that, and like I've had some uh, like alarming, concerning situations. Right, yeah, as an no, individual, but like I, I had wouldn't to get what restraining order last year, right? Like yeah i it's wouldn't let I random chiefs babysit let...
0: my kids if i was you fuck off i don't fucking know you not like that right and if you want to play this familial bullshit like uh, oh boy like, okay you got a lot you got a ways to go before you're my brother's sister you know what i'm saying like they, there's a real life component to it that i i they feel like they want you to suspend your disbelief in the like the idea that I'm, this person might be a fucking child molester or something, you know, like that's not real because you're wearing anchors to work. Fuck off. I could fucking cite examples. There's a fucking thing going around social media recently where a chief got caught for that shit. So it's like, yeah. you don't get to, to do like, that. Luckily, I
1: had a really great chief and master chief mm-hmm. women that came and watched the kids for me in the mornings, yeah. and my kids loved them, and it was great. Great, but like That's in the amazing. afternoons, right? But like, how long did that take? We had training. Uh, it started, I think, in the second week, sometime.
0: And um, how did it happen? Was it? Did you find that on your own? Did they just get wind of the problem no. and? And I guess there was like or... some
1: like group of people that was willing to help. But like I was supposed to f- ask them oh, right? like you're we supposed like to just figure it the fuck out. Keep, like, yeah. And so and I had break. told them, like, this that's is why I know happening. it's not a and test. So finally- that's why
0: I know it's bullshit. Because fuck you. And finally,
1: one of the just tell one me. of the chiefs was like, "Start Such here. Ask this. I, we've got a list. Start. Yeah. Ask this person. Ask this person." And I was like, "Okay." That's one why of everybody which I would call knew, me a the spoon other feeder.
0: One. I would have fucking told you immediately. I would have fucking come out of that meeting with, yeah. "Oh, we're gonna make her figure it out." I've been like, "Okay." And then I would have went and found you immediately and been like, "These three people are down to watch your kids." Don't you yeah. didn't hear this from me? Yeah. Wink and fist bump exactly. and leave. Yeah, so stupid. And
1: that's kind of what happened, but it took a little bit. But like, <sighs> oh, that's so stupid. But even in the evening, at least. Like, I mean, at I, least. So shout out training. to the two
0: chiefs that fucking saved the day because at least somebody yeah, fucking stepped up and did what was right. Yeah. Hell yeah! Yeah, shout out to Matt. And I
1: appreciate that show. because my my other choice was because I originally asked you, I'm like, can I just bring the kids to the PT? Right. And they were like, no. And at the same time, I wouldn't have done, I wouldn't have done for long because waking the kids up that early is just unreasonable. Like they're too little to be getting that like fucked up sleep situation. Yeah. But which it, their, their whole life got completely fucked up this entire six weeks because their sleep schedule was fucked up because my sleep schedule was fucked up. Our, yeah. Getting home time, like we didn't get that's home. That's why I told until- you, to,
0: and I know, like it probably would have ended poorly. But also, that's why you need to draw those bright red lines and just stick to your guns. And I, I would like to think that while it, probably I felt like I didn't have a choice. It, I know, I know, and true you were made not, to feel that. You mean. were made to feel that way, and it was true because you felt it was true because that's how they presented it. And there's no reason that you shouldn't believe them when they say you don't have a fucking choice and all this bullshit. But. Right. I think even though it would have been contentious and it probably wouldn't have been a good time, you probably could have st- stuck to your guns and it would have worked itself out eventually, but it could have got weird. Yeah, like maybe. you could have been at like the group CMC, like trying to, and, it, and I, I would love to think that at some point you would have gotten to somebody wearing a cookie that would have been like, Really? We can't just figure this the fuck out and help this chief select get to the events or the maximum number of events possible. And then, oh, by the way, if she can't make every PT session or every event because she's a single mother. OK, shut the fuck up. It sounds like the other chief selects need to pick up her fucking slack because that's how teams work. Well, but like there's a honestly, solution there that isn't punishing I think that, that, that would have been you.
1: the option because like we had someone who came in a few weeks in off of mm-hmm. parental leave.
0: Yeah, and and they're way behind. They
1: were accepted. They finished. They got yeah. everything was fine, right? Like, right. And the the level of effort from each person was absolutely different. And I, so? I also like I honestly feel like I had more to prove than mm-hmm. some of the other people. Well, you, you probably uh, did. <laughs> probably. <laughs> to be fair. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like there were people who didn't go to like any training sessions the first couple weeks why like this one individual because of like one was on parental leave one was deployed like right like there were different things that were keeping people from different scenarios but like the end result was the same yeah um and so so the idea that
0: you need to be at every single fucking commitment is moot because it wasn't
1: real yeah. it would yeah. never
0: was yeah it never was real but them trying to enforce it as if it was was bullshit the whole time because they were all these other people were allowed oh because their circumstances are more valid like fuck off i'm gonna i gotta i'm gonna have to title I, yeah. this podcast fuck off like the number of times i've seen this shit <laughs> i yeah. yeah i um it, it's the hypocrisy like, is fucking maddening and yeah. and but like to yeah go ahead so, sorry
1: I got help in the mornings, but then... So, mm. we had training Tuesdays Wednesday, Tuesdays and Thursdays of the region, Wednesdays as a command, and then we had drill Wednesdays and Fridays. And so, like, there was shit every day, pretty much. Mm. And it would start... the It was supposed to start at 2.30, the training, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Drill started at 4, Wednesday, Friday. Daycare closes at 5.30. Yeah. So, every day, I would have to leave at 5... And pretty much always I would leave and then come back with my kids to wherever we were holding training to get because I didn't get. So normally they would do like training. And then when the training was over, you would get like time to debrief like with your sponsors. Yeah, I didn't get that because I was gone. So and sometimes there was just other conversations or like the team Mm. like the whole region selectee group was talking with the regional leads or whatever like I didn't have that so when I didn't go I lost out so instead now I started going back I would pick up the kids and then go back and then some like random people would kind of keep an eye on the kids while I was listening to whatever was happening or they would just be running wild like in the training center we were at or outside right. or whatever like yeah. i would bring them to a gas station and they would be eating pringles and drinking nope. a coke Fuck like off. the trash food I'm that just, they ate their dude, sleep I'm done at fucking was five fucked. o'clock
0: like, like figure it out nerds and if they the had told me like you're, stuff you're a better and person and i felt like me.
1: i was at a disadvantage yeah like, but i like that's like that's what made the end so hard for me because i really did commit more than i needed to more than i think mm. i should have i far overextended myself and my children their routines yeah. their sleep their their well like there was multiple times that the kids yeah. would cry because yeah. i don't want to go to your work thing or yeah. Yeah. like we had comrails on saturday and like there was one day that i paid a babysitter to come to my house so that i could go to this comral and Uh, They were both asleep and then Levi woke up Like minutes before I was supposed to leave And he's crying Mm -hmm. and he's like Why are you leaving and I was like I have to do a work thing He was like tell your stupid boss It's at the weekend
0: (sighs) That's like, right. That's not going to make a difference,
1: a. bud. And I brought him to one of the trainings and he was all mad because I picked him mm. up from daycare and Wyatt was yeah. crying because he wanted to go home and play with his friends mm. in the neighborhood. He didn't want to go to this work right. thing. And they went right up to the one of the region leads. And Good. Like, hey, Did they let him mom have it? My shouldn't have to be here. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and Fuck, that region yeah. lead also has a kid, in there, and they and they were like, it. yeah, my kid doesn't like it either. But like, uh, that's like, not. But they were really there for like all I love of the, it, and I, they were really trooper The kids, they were troopers in the end. Like, yeah, it was, my but dad it's told still, me they went. To they the, should get anchors. They went too, to the fuckers, bathroom during Jesus pinning, <laughs> for real. Yeah, yeah. They went to the bathroom during pinning, or like in the, afterwards, and the kids were like my dad brought them in the bathroom mm-hmm. and they were, I don't know, making a bunch of noise and talking shit or whatever. And some other dude was in the stall. It was like, that's Ariana's kids. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you know them. I would. Yeah. Voices, like, I
0: feel like the season lead that got
1: everything
0: that got an earful would have been like, what is this? Ariana's kid. This has to be her kids. Yeah. <laughs> talking all this yep. shit. Yeah. But like, everyone yeah, knew I knew the
1: kids, they were I would, everything. Like, they I, were like
0: I, I don't, I don't think it's a valid reason to, to say, Oh yeah, my." kids don't like it either like i had to go through it so you have to go through it that's bullshit and it's like i i i'll show up as early as i can and i'll stay as late as i can and that's the cdc hours and then even on weekends it's like you shouldn't be doing something every saturday like that's ridiculous people have lives and families and it we're not deployed on a warship so don't give me that fucking speech because most of those people have never deployed on warships either so shut the fuck up because like you don't get to say well what if you're on a warship But we're not. babysitters so shut up. during this process. I mean, I believe it. Like, And it and would be different if we
1: were deployed. I feel like I would know that better. I would yeah. know. I would be able to plan. Like, we didn't have our plan until, like, right. a week prior every time about, like, because our they schedule didn't have plan or our, our the time, Or they
0: changed it. <laughs> Fucking maybe I, yeah but I, the like, thing if it for was me a is
1: deployment, like deployment it would be different right prepare you'd have that a family care plan but but and your like kids this? would be with
0: somebody and you wouldn't be paying them probably and yeah like that's different yeah. but one of
1: my friends offered to take my kids for the entirety of because i was freaking out about yeah. this process freaking out because of the mm. way it was going down in the first week and yeah. my best friend god bless her she has two kids one is mm. is on the spectrum, like she's got her yeah. own shit to deal with, right? She's and she got was her like own I will take your kids, and but like that would involve me like putting the, enrolling them in school in a different oh, yeah. school no, because school starts in during <laughs> yeah, that and like what it's when like, the fuck do I have time to do that? It. Like
0: yeah, yeah, that's right. Nuts, and you then shouldn't I'm gonna have my to kids. consider that Levi's
1: already been. I know yeah, Levi's already been in three schools that. in the last six months because of the PCS. Yeah. Three schools in six months he's been in. And you want me to and add also, another one just for this? Like
0: your fucking mess me. should reimburse you for the babysitters, even though they won't. That's fucking bullshit. If I found out about that and I was your CMC, I've been like, we're cutting her a check. Says 51% of the vote. Cause that's bullshit. That shouldn't have happened. Like you you either like build the things around the hours that your selects can do it, or you just accept that they're not gonna be there until they can be, and that's okay. Cause you still would have got the majority of it without having to fucking you know, like, fuck, I don't, and I don't even have an issue with like, like, depending on what the comrades were like. Yeah, maybe if you're if you're going home to your kids every day at five o'clock picking or you're going to CDC, picking them up, and going home and you get they have that time to go play and rip and tear and do whatever their normal routine is. And then maybe I brought like, them
1: back to those training events till at least yeah, eight o'clock. Almost that's every
0: some bullshit. Time. That's some bullshit. And, and I'm like, and I. Eight. I'm surprised your fucking CMC let that happen or whoever, the SEL or whoever the fuck. Like, that's wild to me that they think that that's an acceptable way to deal with that situation. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. But, yeah, I don't fucking... Lesson know, learned
1: so that next year yeah, and every year after when yeah. there are parents out there don't, who are yeah. especially you should single be parents,
0: like fucking on, I fire. on fire. I will
1: absolutely on fire about doing advocating for them. all the things. And like yes, I would be willing to help as well, but like the bigger lesson is just put your family first.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. you don't you have to tell find me I'll send you a for fucking every check little from the thing. Like, I'll send you a check from nah. the fucking business account dog i'll reimburse you since fucking these punk asses won't
1: it's all right it's It's not all right it's just it's
0: really not like i get it you're accepting of it but But it's a lesson learned that
1: i will never let anyone else learn this lesson yeah if i have any control over it like i don't know
0: yeah that's fine and like
1: not even and i don't i miss the part what about what Desiree was saying but like being a single person too right being the only adult in my household like bless those people that came and helped me in the morning right there was one day Mm. that i came back from pt because i would always i would go to the thing in the morning then i would come back to the house and Mm. like i would from pt gear, i would get in my uniform and take the kids to school and then i would go to work um but like there was one day i came back from pt and that master chief was doing my dishes with one of the kids and i busted out like i was I had already been crying. Yeah. I cried every fucking day in this process. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. I know. I'm yeah, so sorry. Yeah. My house is a mess. She was like, yeah. it's totally normal. Like, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm not that kind of person. That like, my house is gross. Like, but yeah. I didn't have time. Ton- and like, yeah. even I let my house slip. I let everything slip. And I still wasn't sleeping enough. Like, there was a couple right. days I didn't and- eat at all. Like, yeah, and the I, I got yelled at for not sleeping enough one time. And it's like, when yeah. do you want me to sleep? Wait, yeah, when am I supposed you're to sleep? Am I supposed to make like,
0: time? Like, like, you fucking clown. Like, yeah, it's everything that's what they do. Yeah, like, everything's a priority. I yeah. have to be everywhere all the time while I'm a single parent, not conform to CDC hours, but also get enough sleep. Like, fuck right. off. It's such, it's yeah, such bullshit. Like,
1: I average maybe three or four hours a night, which
0: should never fucking happen. Thing it no, should never happen no. and i think the larger never lesson ordered. besides besides never doing it like never letting it happen again to a future like version of you or, or future selectee or whatever is you you personally going forward as a chief need to never let chiefing get that in the way of your fucking job either because it, it's easy to let that happen and think to yourself that like i need to um I need to be here late and take care of these sailors and go above and beyond and do all these things to be a good chief. And that, that was like what I was doing because I, w- I was able to get away with it for a long time because I was single or like my, my wife now wife wasn't there. Right. Because like in Virginia, so I'd be, I'd be work late fucking every day. And it's just yeah. like, and, because and I, I can't be
1: okay with it. If it was for real, if it was for yeah. sailors, if it had a value, right. but like in this training environment, like, yeah, yeah, it had some value for me or maybe for the team, but like it wasn't because like there I can specifically remember this because of the result. So mm-hmm. and this was back when I was with the kid's dad. And so I could stay at work even later than normal. Yeah. Um, but I remember staying at work late on a thursday before a four-day weekend working Mm. on a map package for one of the sailors and Mm. i remember that because i ran into that sailor who was a chief when i saw them again a few months ago and when i was the first class lpo writing the map package from second to first class for the sailor who made chief before i did right they made it two years ago like that was so dope to run into yeah, them. That like now we're awesome. in the same region. Like it's so cool. But I yeah. specifically remember staying late that Thursday before yeah. a four day weekend to make sure we got it done, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. And it worked. Yeah, right? they yeah. got mapped. They
0: got like, mapped. Love yeah. that. I I, I would like that was a reason. But yeah, doing this I would even for say some other
1: shit is like mm, yeah. I don't
0: yeah. know about that. I would even say like there's a danger in even like those like because that moment. You could call that like just your responsibility or you could call that above and beyond depending on the context and how you ended up there late because of whatever else is going on. But it's it's really easy because those things are so meaningful to like let yourself become spread too thin doing those things. And I've talked about it like on previous podcasts about seeking out leadership opportunity. But what you'll find, especially the two hyper competent fucking chiefs I'm talking to is People are gonna begin seeking you out as the, the like their pseudo chief because you're gonna take care of them and get things done, and you're gonna gain a reputation for being that person that advocates for sailors and goes out of their way and goes above and beyond to get things done. So just go, out, just go to talk to to them because they'll get, they'll take care of you. They'll actually take care of you, and it's like it's a it's a precarious balance because. That shit is really important. And I want to help every sailor that I possibly can, but I can't be everybody's chief. They have a chief who needs to do their fucking job. Like exactly. Your sanity, my own
1: sleep, my family, family, kids. Like
0: and it's really easy to fall down that fall into that trap. And I, I arguably I did that for a lot of my career because there was nobody like waiting for me at home until the last like six years I was in the Navy. And even then it was like, I had no kids and Ashley understood. So I just fucking stayed late, you know, like a lot. I I mean, I, I tried to balance it. I don't, I I'd have to ask her if I didn't suck at it or or whatever, but like she, I probably did, but like it's, it's a very precarious balance of allowing yourself to get sucked into that role. Cause it's a bit of an ego stroke too, to be the sought after person that's going to solve everyone's problems for him and shit. So it's like, But the bigger thing is it's like it's it's addicting, like to an extent of like that dopamine hit or whatever it is of of getting to like what you're saying, like the rewarding uh, function of I didn't just stay late and do it. It fucking worked. And then I saw him as a chief and he made chief before me, which wouldn't have happened if that map package hadn't been done with the care and and thoughtfulness that it was. And I hadn't stayed late and done that thing. That's really, really fulfilling. And so it's like, you have to find the balance of like doing that, doing it as much as you can, even plugging gaps when you can, but somehow balancing that with your own mental health and, and, and your kids and those other things that are meaningful to you. Because like, I think I can't say this for sure. And I don't know that I ever will be able to, but I suspect that, one of the reasons why I have such have, have had and currently still have such anxiety issues is the is that kind of stuff like I I just burn the candle at both ends for a really long time where I was staying at late way longer than I should have um, like I, I applied for a job recently and they asked for like how many hours a week or whatever. And I had put all my Navy experience as like one thing and then just listed the responsibilities and broke down the dates. But they wanted an average hours, average hours per week or something. I just said, as ah, was about 60 hours per week. It was probably more, but like, I'll just try to not Funny. sound like I'm lying and just be like, ah, it's probably 60 hours a week. But like, because yeah, most I people mean, would be like, "There's no
1: way." But even deploy, bit.
0: even deploying. I mean, the job was at the VA, so maybe. But like, I don't know. I don't know how many employees there are veterans, but yeah, it's like when I'm deployed. I mean, it's twelve hours a day or more, seven days a week. So what's that like? Seventy, eighty hours a week, a hundred hours a week sometimes. So it's like. I, who knows what I averaged. Cause you got to encompass everything. And like that last shore duty I did, I wasn't right. there much. Let me tell you, <laughs> like I had some pretty sweet Listen, hours.
1: Cancer treatment doesn't count.
0: Well, there was that and COVID and my mental health issues. And I, I mean yeah. everything conspired to where I didn't spend a lot of time at work, um, at that yeah. last job. But, and I traveled a lot. Like when I traveled, I mean, was I at work the whole time? No, I was in a hotel room a lot, but yeah, whatever. Um,
1: But yeah, even aside from like the kids though, of like finding time to like do laundry or do the dishes or Mm -hmm. like I had, I cleaned my car. I took leave on Monday. Just one day I took leave after season yeah, and I cleaned out my car. It took a really long time. It was disgusting. But like six weeks. I remember
2: uh, a couple years ago, I was a first class. My car, I was living out of my car. When I cleaned uh, my car after season, I was like, holy shit.
1: yeah, Yeah. I was eating regularly I was eating like shit from gas stations or fast food or whatever yeah Yeah. and I spilled a bag of chips one day like week two those chips were still in my car until this week when I cleaned them out like but I remember talking to a guy I was a first class a couple years back I was at the smoke pit talking to this guy he was a chief select at the time and he was single no spouse no kids no nothing and I was like hey man like are you okay and he was like it's really hard doing this alone like A lot of times like the spouses provide like food or whatever for our training and like I don't have anyone to help. And I was like, what do you need? Like, how do I help? And he was like, it sounds weird, but I need someone to help with my laundry. He's like, I'm not at home and awake long enough (sighs) to get a load of laundry through the washing cycle and put it in the dryer. I was like, bring it to me tomorrow. I will go take lunch and do it at home. Like I'll do it. And the next day I didn't see him for like a couple days. And then when yeah. I saw him, I was like, Hey man, like, what's up? I was going to help. And he was like, I can't take help from you. You're a first class. I was like, okay, dude, whatever. I tried. To oh,
0: this time. was before I mean, he you were he a figured it out. Okay. Yeah. This was like, a yeah, few years that's, ago. Yeah. that's yeah. also brain, a brain dead function in the chief season of like, you're not allowed to ask for help from anyone else. Cause it's like teaching you to only seek help in the chief's mess. And that's not real. It teaches
1: like codependence in a weird, not even. Yeah, but but
0: also like you have to, you can only ask chiefs for help. And that's not real. Like to the idea that like, like every time I went to a new submarine, it was a different class of submarine. So while a submarine is a submarine to an extent, there's a lot of things that vary wildly in like how we do business, what things are called, where things are, how they function, shit like that. And you got to relearn that every time. So I show up. Like it, the second boat, I was a, a first class and then made chief not long after. And I have to like learn how relearn how to submarine in a lot of ways because there's it's so wildly different. And then the third submarine, I'm a senior chief when I check in and I've got to like re-qualify and do all this bullshit. And it's like they know more about the submarine than me. So how like yeah, can I ask chiefs? Did I ask chiefs that knew more about the submarine than me? Yes, I did. But I also ask subject matter experts that are not chiefs. And I don't think that's a problem at all because a lot of times, like especially so, like when I was qualifying dive, which is like the most senior enlisted watch station where you're supervising the driving of the submarine, basically. So is that the, the one with
1: all the switches.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's panels, switches, Bob there's, there's so much shit. Yeah. Looks like a movie. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, but the like you could find pictures of it on Google Images probably, but anyway, it's not that exciting. But the oh, point being that, like, so for a, a cook on a submarine, our career paths are different from everyone except like nukes are kind of their own thing. They have their p- p- career path that's very similar to all the other nukes, basically. And then forward to the watertight door, all of what, what nukes lovingly call coners because the front's a cone. So it's like we have all, they all have very similar career paths, if not the same. Not They're not all exactly the same, but they're pretty fucking similar. And then um there but there's a handful like bob who never drive the submarine right like, and I think Bob did drive the submarine, but like his rate when he was a radioman, most of them don't drive the submarine. Like they go do radioman things, and then they qualify something else later, like chief of the watch. So they he's have getting
1: qualified now.
0: He's getting talk, qualified dive now. A couple weeks yeah. ago
1: during the season, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. What he's working on, on dive. I'm sure a couple weeks ago,
0: yeah. Uh, if he's not just requalifying chief of the watch first, and then he's working on dive. But like either way, oh, no. it's it's all very alien to Bob because he's been on a submarine in a fucking decade, so he's like yeah. relearning all of that too. So he's got a lot on his fucking plate right now. But for me, it's Sounds like a, a cook terrible. never drives the submarine. But the dive supervises the people that drive the submarine. If I don't know how to drive the fucking submarine, how am I supposed to then supervise the drivers of the submarine? I'm yeah. telling them what to do with their control surfaces. I don't even fucking know how to do that. So it's like this real weird dynamic.
1: Is.
0: So I need to trust them and I need to ask them for help and ask them to teach me things because I've never done it. So like right. and for me to ask, like when I would ask the chiefs that were that were uh, most of their experience was dive at this point, if not all of it, the way they would explain it to me wasn't the same way as the guy driving the boat. And it's like, I need to know how he sees it. I need to know how they understand driving the submarine so that when I'm communicating with them and we're doing something fucking dangerous, like going to periscope depth, I need to know that we're on the same page and that I'm saying the things and that they're talking to me, too, because that was what made me successful was building enough trust in my team where they could make recommendations to me and know that I want that information and that I'm going to act on that information because I trust them and their skill level driving the submarine. So whatever they're seeing, I can't see everything all the time. So I need them to feed me information. And when they're saying uh, dive, recommend a larger up angle, recommend speed, recommend like uh, pumping water off, whatever, like it's they're they're zeroed the fuck in on their one panel of which the control surfaces are telling them things what the submarine's doing is telling them things I can't look at everything all the time. I'm looking over here. I'm looking here. I'm looking here. I'm looking here. Like I'm looking fucking all over the place trying to supervise this whole evolution. So like I need them to tell me things, which means I need to build that rapport and trust with them so that they'll do that knowing that they not only just tell me things, but they make recommendations because they're fucking smart. Like you sit in that chair long enough, you could damn near state qualified dive just off the top of your head because they're so proficient at this thing. And so it's like, of course I'm going to talk to them. And so the idea that We're not gonna go get help or gain knowledge from people (coughs) that have it and we don't just because they're non-chiefs is ridiculous to me. And I fucking hate that that's like low-key during the chief season, we were deployed. We had to cover our charge books, right? And when you see like I have an old wash khaki shirt, you got you've seen my charge book. I think you I don't know if Desiree's seen it, but you've seen it. Um and it's sewed on like the somebody sewed through the the legal po- or the uh, what the fuck the green notebook sewed the material on. Right. None of us knew how to fucking sew. That was a third class sonar tech and fucking don't tell anybody, you know, what I mean, because he was the only fucking dude that knew how to do it. And we were deployed and they're like, you can't ask non chiefs for help. And we're like okay how the fuck are we supposed to do this i don't got spray glue underway on nuclear power like how am i supposed to get this shit on the book mm-hmm. so we came up with like we asked the kid just like to give us the shit and let us do it and he's like you're not fucking no he's like you're not breaking my sewing machine and he was <laughs> like like I, can't, I i'd have to teach you how to do it and you can't get help from me so what the fuck are we doing and it, we're like he's like Dude, just give me the fucking books. I'll just do it for you and not tell anybody. And I'll be fucking. Yeah. I talked to a buddy of mine. And I was like, fuck it. All right. Fine. (laughs) Like, and we did. And he did a great job. They're amazing. So uh,
1: I talked to a buddy of mine who retired as a first class. And when mm -hmm. he was a first class, he was helping Mm -hmm. some of the chiefs build their vessels because he's a woodworker. Yeah. And it was like supposed to be super hush hush. And it's like, do you want to do it right or do you want to do it alone? Okay.
0: I I I understand like building vessels is a is a like networking and team building opportunity. Got it. Whatever. But like, it can't be everything. Like, you can't say like they You can't talk to non chiefs the whole fucking and ask for any help out because like, what if the only subject matter expert is a non chief? Like, what if your career counselor's an NC one? And then I just can't fucking use the career counselor as a as a resource the entire chief season i have to go find a chief that does it and that'll be the answer will be yes from a lot of people but it's like what if we're deployed and the only access like what fucking point are we gonna just be like you know like you should like you could say like go to chiefs first or whatever and then if you if there isn't somebody with the requisite resources or experience or whatever you know i don't know i just think it's fucking stupid because it's not real life and and it, it it further like it further creates that artificial divide bef- between Chiefs and everyone else, which is a fucking problem, clearly.
1: So I'll say two things on that. One, I actually, I was. I went to go smoke one time at a thing, and one Mm. of the other at the time, Chief Selects, was on the phone with like some senior chief or master chief or whatever, and was talking about the divide between khakis and white hats Mm. and like this wall that exists. And the person on the other end of the phone was like, Yes, but how much of that wall did you build? And I was like,
0: a it's a good point, okay. but why did they build it as well? So it's like, well, it, yeah, it's like, not one sided
1: part and like give yeah. people the benefit of the doubt. And like, it's I not one sided. Me, was yeah, like there is a divide. There's a normal, maybe not normal. I don't know. There's a, there's a like normal in this come in this service. There's Ooh. a divide between E6 and below and E7 and above for Ooh. sure. That does exist, right? But beyond that, I had built this ginormous wall way bigger, stronger, worse than like the divide that normally exists. Mm -hmm. And I was forcing everyone to, like i wanted all the chiefs to yeah. climb over this wall to get to me instead right. of me giving a little bit and, like that yeah. comes from my own like trauma and like personal right. life and shit of like i needed people to prove their worth to me before i gave mm-hmm. them time of day um and oh. not always fair because now right. being on this side right yeah. i don't want And I will, I will put in the work. I will go past whatever barrier somebody has built. But like, it's, it's not fair that I put up this huge wall and expected 300 something other chiefs in the region to go past it to get to
0: me. It's not one sided, but also it's the majority of the responsibility falls with the chiefs mess. And that's just a reality of being a chief. Like it, it's not. Like, it's not fair and they shouldn't have to and blah, blah, blah. But the reality is. But for it the, is
1: what it is. For yeah. the
0: organization to function effectively and to bring people like you in who have built those walls. I need to be proactively trying to tear them down or scale them or go around them or whatever I have to do to right. get you to feel like you. Can, but it's not it's never a one way street because you have to allow me to do that. Like, it's never going to be a one way street. But. You don't get to say that, oh, well, that's bullshit that you have those walls up and it's not my fault because I didn't do it. So I'm not going to do anything to like try to circumvent that or overcome that. And it's 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 very much on the Chiefs mess to initiate and do the majority of the heavy lifting with the understanding that I can't do it without you allowing it. So it's not going to be one sided. But the majority of that responsibility falls on me because I have to own the fact that there's a divide between the chiefs and junior enlisted. And why is there a divide generally? I'm not saying specifically between like, because you can ask that question and it's a fair question to ask when we're talking about an individual's issue with the chiefs mess and how much of that wall did you build? However, I'm talking about the divide that exists between the organizations, right? Like effectively like the E6 and below group and the organization that is the chief's mess. And a lot of the divide exists because the organization creates it with its culture and practices and, and like little fucking one-liners and all that other bullshit. That's the the thing that I'm pointing at is like the, we built all of that. That is all ours to fix period.
1: Yes. And so like it took a little while, but like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I kind of got past like just being so angry at everyone in khakis and i like and it took the season and and more than halfway of it for me to get to that point um but so like i got past that and i wasn't just like fighting everyone
0: yeah but
1: still like thinking about it Mm. it, there is a difference and i and i feel like maybe there's like uh, there's a question here i don't know what the question is but
0: for me give me a
1: response in general but like there's a So, there's a thing about, and like reading into the Chiefs Creed about like the fellowship, which used to be fraternity, right? There is goodness to exist in the inclusion when you're inside the Mm. Chiefs mess. um, But the exclusionary factor really bothers me. And I don't like you're talking about like only ask Chiefs and like, you know, that kind of thing of, of, As if people who are not in the mess do not have the same level of value. Mm, And I just don't feel like that is true. It's not. It's nice to be (laughs) inside and now be seen as an adult, but it's not fair to everyone else who is still like good, capable human beings and adults. Like there are people e6 and below who are younger than me who are higher educated than me who are Mm -hmm. just fucking better smarter people than i am yeah and now that i'm a chief i'm cooler better whatever like that's i don't like that i don't and and i don't know how to build that bridge between the khakis and the white hats other than just being a good person. Just be it.
0: Yeah. that I mean, that's it. Yeah. Like do what you're doing already. Like do it in a, your everyday practice as a chief and do it via whatever mechanisms you continue doing, like the podcast or TikTok or whatever. And the same for Desiree doing sees a triumph. It's like, you just continue doing what you're doing. And it's like, I've never, and it's so interesting to me that like you guys shared some stuff and I've, heard, I've been, had things relayed to me secondhand about, like the, the opposition to what I do and how I do it or the things I say and do in relation to the criticisms of Chiefs and the Chiefs season and the organization, whatever. Not a single fucking time during the seven, eight years I've been doing this shit, I'd have to go look. Have I ever had a Chief say that shit to my face? And even in a way that's like, hey man, I love what you do, but I can't really align with you on this and here's why and let's have a, a nice cordial conversation about it. I haven't even gotten that, let alone like, and it's not like everybody's agreed with me about everything. I'm not saying I'm right about everything. But I'm, what I am saying is I've never had anyone come at me sideways. Willing to go toe to toe. Yeah, the yeah. things I talk about uh, in regards to the Chiefs It's season. not hard to get
2: a hold of you. It's not I hard know. I you. put it every episode. <laughs>
0: I put that shit out every episode. But it's like. I, right.
2: it, what you at yeah all the yeah
0: don't go to podcast at gmail.com you can fake so much this don't yeah like it's at the end of every fucking episode <laughs> it's in the show notes it's on the website <laughs> like i even put a form on the website so people can get a hold of me
1: hey my name's um, out there you can flank speed me yeah you can,
0: but that's you can
1: call me find me in the gal like
0: but that's the thing like yeah. i don't what i don't understand is like it for if there if there's so much wrong about any of the stuff that we're doing and how we're doing it then why is nobody saying anything you know and it's i'm not saying i've never gotten pushback on anything at all i'm not saying that especially on reddit for fuck like you want to get you want to get some brutally honest talk to me
1: about reddit feedback
0: yeah if you want to get some brutally honest feedback go over to reddit but a lot of it's good though like even though some of it can be like very aggressive and and a little counterproductive with all the vitriol and stuff there's goodness to be taken from that too and that's why i go there sometimes um it's been a while but whatever and it, I what I don't understand is why those people seem to exist and have a problem with it, but none of them are willing to say it to your face. And it's like, in your case, they felt empowered to say it to your face because they had power over you. I've the whole right. time I've been doing this shit, man, never once. And it's like, I'm not saying I like I want somebody to come and fucking throw a temper tantrum because they don't like what I'm saying. You're welcome to. But I'm just saying that like, what? why is that? Like, why are they willing to say those things in private but felt, not in public?
1: And that's how I felt in this because like a lot of, even, so like before results came out, I had a lot of like random chiefs talk. Like there was one chief came up to me at the smoke pit and was like, how yeah. are you doing? And I was like, yeah.
0: why? Because that,
1: and he was that like, oh, I figured you'd be getting a lot of sentiment. heat about your Reddit thing.
0: Well, yes. but also apparently, individual like, these, chiefs. Like,
1: whispers happening.
0: Yeah, individual chiefs. Come ask you how you're doing. Individual chiefs yeah. c- have good dialogues with me, and we may not agree on everything, but we're largely aligned, and they support me in everything I do. Yeah. And and, 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 and if I was wildly o- if I was wildly out of pocket on something, I would expect you and you and Christina and Jason and Jeff and everybody to let me know, and they would. Yeah. I have a hundred percent confidence that that would happen, but. For whatever reason, it's like there's it's like there, it's two faced, right? Like the individual chief has their own opinions and their own understanding and, and like will do will behave in a way that's entirely their own, but like do it in a way that's like. Uh, don't tell the Chiefs mess. I'm doing this, but how, how are you doing? I'm just assuming they're eating your face, right? But then on the other side of it, if they're in a room where all that shit's going on, they're going to jump on board, ask you why you're such a piece of shit, why you do all this TikTok, or not shit, say anything, why, you, at all. or or not say anything at all and be complicit by by not standing up for you or whatever. So,
1: but like like that seems to
0: be the makeup, uh, like from what I can tell. Unless like the one thing I was telling Damo on the episode we just did was like. The, the only thing I can think of for why I don't get more of that stuff in my inboxes is maybe, and this is just me speculating, it's like maybe the demographic of listeners and just the demographic of people that can organically find what I do because of how I do it on social media and podcasts and all that YouTube and shit, the demographic of people that have a problem with it that it's same demographic that yeah, are there. not on yeah. any of the things where they would find it organically. And most of the shit they're saying about what I think or what I say to people or what I share about the Chiefs season is, is all secondhand shit they've been told by somebody that actually engages with the content. And they think it's wrong it, like it, by this vague concept, like this picture they've completely like auto filled in their head instead of actually going and listening to the podcast and seeing what I'm actually doing. And in which case would yes. they agree with me? I don't know, maybe, or maybe they'd meet me in the middle somewhere and we could have a meaningful conversation. But like, yeah, I just, what troubles me is what you were saying about the, the, uh, like outgroup mentality of like how they want to ostracize everybody and put and paint ourselves into a corner intentionally. And it's just like, I don't fucking understand that. And I don't understand why anybody would want to do that. And I don't agree with it. And I don't think it's productive in any way, shape or form. But, and that's the, yeah. like why if every chief I've ever talked, literally every single chief I've ever talked to is largely aligned, like mostly aligned with what I'm saying and agrees with it and supports me like vociferously, like passionately supports the podcast. And that yet somehow I'm a big piece of shit. I'm doing it wrong. Like, okay, well, where are you in this discourse? Like, come fucking talk to me about it. Come tell me all yeah. the reasons why I'm a big piece of shit. And like, let's get into yeah. it. But they don't. Go ahead. Dennis.
2: I gotta go, y'all.
0: Oh, I'm, it's all I took my night yeah, wheel, yeah.
2: and I'm falling asleep. <laughs> so I'm gonna go.
0: You were falling. You were yawning to take earlier take too. Yeah. Earlier.
2: I know. I'm so, so happy I got it's to like see like, your
0: face so. It's like well, 8 p.m. there. What the fuck? you getting up there, i really? told
2: y'all i took my i took my nyquil oh because like you're sick because you're, you're sick
0: yeah, yeah, yeah it's the rona right.
2: yeah it's, it's the, the rona's bad. fault
0: that's all bad. right we can but wrap it yeah, up we've, we've been, real. been be we're awesome. almost at three hours we
2: gotta, yeah oh my god we can talk Jesus, get really? all three of us oh. would love to talk fuck yeah we and can, can
0: talk. <laughs> well it's been three hours plus everything before we recorded so i mean fuck it's probably been four hours that's
1: true that's true
0: um no, yeah, okay. no. Let's we can do it again soon. I'm gonna soon. let Desiree
1: go. I want to make one comment though, real quick.
0: I'm looking forward to more season oh, right. triumph okay. and trash panda. Whenever you guys uh, get around to that,
2: sure. We're, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not done. No rush. I had to take a long break. Yeah, I had to reset. Yeah. I'm coming Ooh. back. I'm coming back.
0: <laughs> Dope. I'm I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah now, go do what you gotta do, girl. Asleep. Yeah. thanks thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Later.
2: Okay, good night, brother and sister. Bye. Night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was, yeah. good. That was good. All yeah. right, go ahead. Let's wrap no, this I thing got, up with the last part. I got part. a
1: lot. Yeah, I got a lot of like, like you said, like random other people talking to me and saying like, oh, so and so is saying mm-hmm. this or whatever. Right. But the people who supposedly had problems, which I did, I did have a lot of interactions during the season. It didn't come mm-hmm. up before the season. With the people that the had season, problems with you. Yes the people that had problems I definitely Talked to during the season and Mm -hmm. 99% of them Probably were Like the people that I did talk to said Hey I understand What you're doing it's how you're doing It that I don't necessarily agree with And it was like Des and I talked earlier Tonight and one of the things that I'm Trying to like process and and grasp and being able to articulate well is like the Mm. difference between intent and impact like the intent was always positive the impact maybe wasn't always great because of how i did a thing or whatever but Mm. like there were people that would say i like what you're doing i just wish you did it differently or whatever and then other people do they do they
0: but arrive at like do they kind of share like maybe how you would be doing it differently like what do they have come with any suggestions or solutions more. Or it just comes just... down
1: to like tact okay it's mostly just like tact of like the the passion versus attitude or mm-hmm. like uh like okay, anger yeah, okay. versus just like fire you know kind of that kind right of stuff. yeah um and and the difference between saying that like which i don't i'd have to go back and look at everything i ever said or wrote or whatever of like i i it's but again, this i people who see or hear one thing and like right. it happens all the time that somebody will say something to me that like there so there was another guy who went through season this year so he was a chief mm-hmm. select and the first weekend he says to me just so you know i was warned about you and with no context of, like, by whom? Like, I don't know, your chief? your Yeah, you want to tell me a
0: little bit more about that? Yeah, right. Like... <laughs>
1: yeah um and he was like oh, it's not goodness. important i just want you to know i was warned about you and i was like what okay, value great. did that add like, to either of our he, lives
0: you fucking dolt
1: right yeah it made <laughs> me like cautious yeah, now yeah. like oh god i don't know what i can say in front of you because you're gonna go tell this person who told you yeah. i suck or whatever yeah but like there are people who fucking
0: make hall who
1: make generalizations about me which to be right. fair i've made generalizations about other people that i sure yeah it happens but people making but I've also made generalizations about people in leadership, people wearing khakis, mm-hmm. people wearing anchors, and not like mm-hmm. Ariana Lacusa, right? I'm not about yeah. an individual. It may feel the same to some people mm-hmm. of like, oh, you happen to wear an anchor, and I might right. be saying something about you. But it's one of those right. things that like, if the shoe doesn't fit, maybe don't get mad.
0: Yeah, but like maybe don't there wear are people who've yeah. said <laughs> shit
1: about me that have never watched ever my said TikToks anything that have face. never yeah. seen yeah. Oh, anything yeah, at all have never spoken to yep. me ever and they just hear yeah. other people say oh that's that mm-hmm. girl on TikTok or blah blah yeah. blah and they so they think a thing yeah. because someone else thought a thing yep. and they feel so strongly about this thing they've never yep. seen same thing with the podcast most like, of people, the people
0: oh some fucking yep, cheats yeah. doing a podcast most fuck of the people, him oh, you're gonna I've teach me about leadership you piece of yep. shit yep. like yeah 100% and they've never listened to it but like
1: I'll talk to them for five minutes and they're like, wow, uh, now I see yeah. where you're coming from. It's yeah. like maybe you should give people the benefit of the doubt yeah. first, just like now I've learned. Maybe I'll well, give people the benefit of the doubt first. And I think you just kind not-
0: of address one of your own concerns about about navigating the mess and being nervous about how you're going to integrate Um are you going to have issues because people have these closeted problems with the way that you've done things in the past, the way you may do things in the future, like depending on, again, what you do and how you do it? So it's like but the way the way that you navigate that beyond some of the things we talked about earlier is like just show them who you are, man. Like once they really know, like once they get to see you in chiefs meetings and, uh, other forums where you're going to be interfacing with th- these chiefs that may or may not have an issue with, with their perception of what you've done in the past. And then they see you in real life. It's, it's the, my favorite example of this is Christina Darienzo is, 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 yeah. I had all kinds of negative shit in my head when I saw that fucking TikTok, the WAP video, right? That made her yep. fucking famous, yep. right? You I had to perform could that to not earn
1: a charge from someone by the way.
0: Of course you did. I had to <laughs> I I did all the mental gymnastics I could to try to understand how in the fuck you could arrive at recording that putting it on the internet and not being a person that i want to smother with a pillow and i've told her that but then i was like i i stopped myself then you and you talked to her and in I five stopped, minutes you're i like, stopped Damn. myself and i was like i gotta talk to her i gotta know how this happened and then we did that podcast and since then she is like one of my fucking favorite human beings she is so dope love her. she's a fucking awesome chief now senior chief I just, everything, she, yep. I, I fucking love her, man. And, and I've never been so happy to be wrong about my initial perception. And that that type of a thing is is the way I envision your entire career as a chief for as long as you decide to put yourself out there doing the TikToks and the podcast stuff is like, yes, I, I'm sure like my initial reaction to Grant Kahn when he was doing all the anti-suicide shit, yep. it's starting up back, this was back on Reddit when he was just blowing up, right? I saw the videos of him in his dress blues and immediately cringed and was like, look at this motherfucker like yeah. in his dress blues. And I told Grant this when we talked to, but then I was like, stop it. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Watch a fucking video. And I did. Cause I kept hearing about him and I kept hearing good things. So I watched the video and I'm like, Oh fuck. I'm like, this dude's awesome. I'm like, I need to talk to him. Yeah. He was the very first interview I ever did on this podcast. Um, and, Same kind of thing like I I judged a book by its cover because it's human nature to do so it's the shit I was talking about like it's completely fucking reasonable for these people to be making these judgments in their heads about who you are prior to having ever interacted with you in a meaningful way and without digesting the content which they likely won't ever do without meeting you first so but it's kind of a good thing because they have this misconception in their head and you get to go surprise them you know what i mean and i think yeah. that's going to be your experience more often than not is in my head i had this fear constantly that the way that i go about advocating for sailors taking care of sailors doing what i do in the mess can be very easily and and probably a bit fairly evaluated as confrontational and and aggressive and and shit like that and and I underst- I understood it as I'm probably never going to fucking get promoted. My evals are probably going to take hits because I was willing to say and do things other people weren't willing to say. Like CEO comes down for a, ch- a chief's gathering and wants to talk to the chief's mess. Everybody's on their best behavior. I'm asking him hard fucking questions. And that's the point of the interaction. That's why the CEO came down there. And so, and then he'd walk out and you get the like same treatment that a sailor at an all hands call for the McPond does when they ask a real question. It's like, everybody's like, what the fuck? I fucking told you not to do this shit. You know, like, and they're like, dude, really, really? Like, you're going to just ask. I'm like, why do you think he's in here? Like, why do you think he's in here asking us these questions? And, And if he was in there to have everybody like package shit for his consumption and I like rubbed him the wrong way, so be it. And that's the way I looked at it. And I thought for sure I was going to retire a chief as a result. Turns out I encountered a shitload of people that when they actually interacted with me and saw how I did business, I was like the most respected chief there. Like not by everyone, but like by a lot of people. And I would say the majority of the crew on the ship. So it was like it ended up working itself out that I retired with two stars over my anchor. So maybe... You know, like once you get to show yourself to these people by the way in which you do what you do, you're going to you're going to win everybody over in the next 12 months. And and especially during the cheese season next year, in whatever involvement you have, you know, when they get to see you doing what you do and being as passionate as you are about it and going the, the as far as you do to do it and all that the authentic things that your sailors see in you and all that kind of shit. It's like you're not going to have to fucking do anything. You're just going to have to continue being you. I, I I've. Shout out to Melissa Hartley, who I know is sometimes a a listener. I don't know if she always listens. She's a retired senior chief. Now that was one of my A school instructors. When I first checked in, I was chief. She was a first class and had been a first class for a hot minute. She was like a female me as a first class. She was loud and aggressive and vocal and wouldn't take shit from anybody. And, would do it in a way sometimes that was super fucking unprofessional and rubbed people the wrong way. But what she was doing, what she was advocating for was correct. Most of the time. Yeah. Unless, unless she didn't have the full picture, which happened because she wasn't in the chief's meetings and wasn't aware of everything. And I remember she checked out. I was a senior chief. I was SEL. She was checking out as a, no, she wasn't a chief. She made chief at her next command very shortly after she left. Um, She at her going away thing like we butted heads a lot. I don't think she was a big fan of me leaving as a first class, but I think she kind of figured it out later once she made chief and everything else. And I looked at her during her going away thing and I told her the all the things that you've had trouble with that. Like you've been told you have an attitude problem and a big mouth and you're unprofessional and you're aggressive and all that shit. I was like, don't lose a fucking modicum of that because that's going to very rapidly transition to you're a strong vocal advocate for your sailors as soon as you put anchors on. And that's what I think is going to happen with you. I think the things you're concerned about is she's going to like you're just like Melissa. She got into the mess and just fucking killed it. And then made Senior Chief and killed it and and was very popular, big fan. She ended up finding the podcast on her own through some docs that asked her uh, if she knew who I was, I think. Uh, and she's like, well, you know, all cooks don't all know each other. But as a matter of fact, I do know him. <laughs> um, and like me and her are a lot like she, we understand each other a lot better. And I, I like I would say we're definitely friendly now. But like, I think that's what you're going to experience is is. A lot of and I told you this when you first started to decide to do the podcast. I'm like, there's a big difference between you saying these things as a first class and you saying these things as a chief. And so I think it's gonna, you're gonna see that at work quite a bit. And and a lot of it's just gonna, they're gonna see who you really are and be like, oh shit, she's dope, just like I did with Christina. But with melissa the way she did it she was doing that shit as a first class and a lot of times she was doing it in kind of a ham-handed way that like like look i understand you're right and i and i did it too as a first class and that's why i saw so much myself in her was like i would get in trouble all the time like you can't yell at your your lpo and i'm like yeah but he's a fucking idiot and it's like he's doing it wrong i could show you in the instruction and they'd be like yeah we know but you can't do that I can do that. Right. You can't do that. And they'd pull me in the cheese said Dude, we know he's bad at his job. We know he's not doing the thing right, but you work for him. So you can't yell at him. That's how the military works. And so it's like, right. I was like, yeah, but he's a fucking idiot. And he's doing it wrong. So like, why can't I just tell him he's a fucking idiot and he's doing it wrong? Yeah. So it's just like one of those things. So I think like, that's what you're going to see quite a bit is you're going to go through what Melissa Hartley went through. You're going to go through and, and, uh, when you make chief, all of those things that you and other people saw as liabilities are not going to be fucking liabilities at all. They're going to be assets. And now you have a lot more clarity having gone through the process and you're going to gain even more as you navigate your first year as a chief. And I bet you by the end of, by the end of this year, when the next results come out and you guys are, you're, you're going to have a wildly different relationship with these people. That's and my
1: it's not all bad. It's definitely yeah, not. For like, sure, it's not. But really good relationship. I have a feeling you're
0: gonna have a lot of like, I thought you were something else, but now I'm. I know I was wrong. And yeah, dope as that's fuck. That's already kind. happened. You're I, gonna have I those, those like conversations more, for sure. Yeah. There's yeah, more to come. I had yeah.
1: I talked to one of the master chiefs a couple weeks into the season, right. and they told me they were like, "Hey, you are fucked." I was like, "What are you talking about?" No, and they were like, "There are people that have completely written you off that no, will never it. give you any hope for change. Like, they're not coming to your acceptance. They are not believing in who that's, you
0: are. Like, and that says like, more about wow, them than it okay. does about you. And they need to look in a fucking mirror and be better. Like, that's not. Yeah, I that's yeah. something I wouldn't even I think, fuck. I would have told that master. Chief. I'm like, I don't want if they don't if that's who they are i don't want them there either tell them to fuck off you know what i mean like if that's who and they I didn't are
1: understand what it meant yeah, 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 yeah. at the time fucking either doing you know um Jesus right but like me. it was i mean and this this person is a great person the one that told me that um, yeah, yeah but the, they're just trying to help me like make the most impact not necessarily You're not change fucked. yeah but to get that at all. like uh, well i mean i think at the time i was not in good hands this was the, I, but i don't think the that's thing real. That I, told you earlier about, I don't think that's real the, no matter poor what decision i made well yeah but uh, what i'm everyone. saying
0: yeah. what i'm saying is one most people that talk that way aren't people worth fucking that like given the time of day anyway like if that's how they want to function if that's where they're at those people aren't going to be people you're going to go to for fucking help and all that bullshit anyway. So it's like, and okay, fine. And they're
1: actually the influential ones either. We're, of
0: course like, they're, they not they are, they're not because people like you over time become the influential ones because you're fucking doing it right. And that's going to yeah. get you promoted and, that, and that's going to get you influenced and that's good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it, yeah I don't think you have as much to worry about too. as they think or that you thought previously.
1: Yeah. But I realized yeah. because of that, that like I have a lot of influence whether i realize Mm -hmm. it or not yeah oh yeah on a lot of people on Mm -hmm. my peer group when i was going through the season on the chiefs like and so when i'm being negative the other selects were feeling negative they were right they were following me negatively and And so i had to realize that like i whether i'm thinking about it or not like that lead by example like you you said it in your charge to me and it clicked Mm -hmm. then too like it was you are leading by example, good or bad. And yeah. I was not leading or providing the example that yeah. I was – that I wanted to do. And there right. were people who were who were turning away from this because I was shutting down. Yeah. And, yeah. and then people talking to me later like other – now first years like saying that like Mm. your voice matters
0: people listen to you yeah
1: you to say this. it's powerful and i was like and that's
0: i didn't i didn't realize that and it's that was some of the but yeah that was some of the way that you would clown certain things in tiktoks where i was like and it's not the way i'd do it but all right like i i'm not who am i to judge yeah and i know that resonates with a lot of people also Like there's a reason those meme pages have so many fucking followers, you know what I mean? But like, there's a catharsis to poking fun at the thing that's stressing you out or that you have trouble with or whatever, but also you being you, it's like, and trying to also do the other things you're doing via the podcast. It's like, yeah, you're going to alienate some people and, and you're going to influence the way that they think about chiefs and the way they think about entering the mess and the way they think about some of the other things that you would talk about in a way that I don't think you actually want to. And I, it's cool. It's really good that you've gotten that kind of clarity because I think you're yeah. going to be able to like kind of step back and see your, yourself and your intent and the protect, potential impact of what you want to do. And you're going to see a, a lot of growth in the way that you approach those things in the future. And you can do a lot more good that way as well. So like, I think it's yeah. fucking cool and I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Was One it. of the
1: things like someone was saying about like, Oh, she's just drinking the Kool-Aid. And it's like, Mm. or we can make it I'm
0: maturing. We get
1: to decide. Like we like I get to, yeah, I'm sure I still have some like negative thoughts about certain things. Yeah. But I have a lot of other positive thoughts. And when I share that and Mm -hmm. other people cling on to that, it's like I I'm you, now a chief in this mess in yeah, the world, yeah, and I yeah. get to be a positive impact mm-hmm. on the mess and on what people see in the mess, and that's really powerful. Like, there's I went through with like 57 other people that are also fantastic human beings, yep. and we now make up more than 20 percent of the mess in our region. Funny like, how that that's works. That's a big deal, and yeah. if we're all fantastic people, like, and yep. fighting for good things, like. We are making change and we get to make this Kool-Aid that says like, no, we are fighting for good. We are the good guys, right? Like, even if you've seen not great ones in the past, like not everyone is like that. And that was really eye-opening to to realize that like how much we get to be a part of the change is so
0: Yeah, and it just gets bigger and bigger as you progress, man. Like, because you're going to have a bunch of little like – fruit of the ariana chief tree as you're a sponsor and you run chief seasons and you just interact with them and and you're their chief and then they make chief and you're the chief that they wanted to be and all that shit like you're gonna have a whole bunch of of like like the next generation of you the people that like learned how to chief and lead from you and what are they gonna be and how are they gonna interact and what are they gonna do for the you know i mean and it's like that's how you fix this thing. And it's going to take a long time and it's going to be slow, a slow moving thing, but that's how you, that's how you're going to fix it. Like it's not going to be because I said a bunch of things on a podcast once it's, I'm not saying that that doesn't help in a way and it's its own mechanism, but that I I can't fix it by all by myself. I can make an impact for sure. And I, I know that I am, and I know that you are, and I know that Des is, and but it's like, also It takes all of it takes a collect Yeah, it takes every way. Buying to- in and yep doing because it's Someone not said, it's, like
1: weaponize the virus of positivity. it's not yeah it's not and good like, enough Ooh, Okay, it, this
0: is going to sound ridiculous but it I, kind of it's not good enough to just be a good person you also have to like work at it you have to learn you have to grow you have to like right. go actively seek out the tools to do the thing that you want to do because like i talk about all the time leadership and competence is the most harmful thing we have and The leadership and competence is being wielded by a bunch of really great human beings that have good hearts that are in the right place and desire to do good things for their people. They just don't have the tools to get it done. I've
1: definitely fucked stuff up for sure.
0: And so like you actively seeking those things out is is very important because I think the majority of the chiefs in the mess are good people that want to do the right thing the majority of the time. Some of them... Also have on top of that a bunch of scar tissue where they've become jaded and bitter and maybe they've kind of clocked out a little bit. But I have also had people reach out to me via the podcast platform and say that I'm my podcast and the discussions we've had here are what snapped them out of that shit. So and that now they're doing a better job of being a chief and blah blah blah. So it's like there's there's some utility here, obviously, and it can be a catalyst, it can be a tool, it can help, but like. The people doing the thing are the ones that need to like you got to you got to be open to and be actively seeking this type of development, whether it's for me or a million other people that aren't me or a million other resources and books and fucking whatever that aren't me like the we the um, the ELD thing like uh, or not ELD. Yeah. Um, what am I trying to say? The thing in San Diego. Jesus Christ. Like the, oh, the, qu- the, the foundry um, and the leadership, the leadership foundation. Yeah. TLA. Enlisted Leadership yes. Foundation. that shit is amazing yeah they're incredible there's so many mechanisms out there for for people to develop as leaders one
1: guy yeah
0: but yeah like there's so many tools out there for cpo
1: ldc in january
0: actively seeking out hell yeah i'm very interested in in how that class goes i've heard from a few people that it's good but and uh somebody sent me the guides and stuff for me to go through and i just haven't yet but um yeah i'm interested Mm -hmm. to learn more about that uh, like from somebody that's actually f- like gone through it i'm curious
1: yeah if it and i told them to a- sign me up for the facilitator course as soon as i used to teach yeah. the aldc you should and below be before we had enough chiefs god damn But yeah. i was you sh- before we had you enough are- but then the navy was like first classes can't do this and yeah so I'm like, you should okay. Definitely. it was already on my evals and shit but yeah. as soon as i can be officially like redesignated i'm gonna do it All again. Right. but
0: all right i hope you all enjoyed that uh i had a great time talking to the homies uh very fun um episode like it it was very enlightening for me uh in a lot of ways not just for their own again not just for their own experiences though that was fun too I, i i definitely wanted to know how how it went for them and like and i mean i was talking to them throughout the season and checking in and stuff but um but yeah, I wanted to know overall what their analysis of their own experiences in the chief season were with the understanding that they still need to then like, I think I mentioned in the episode, like it's like your year one is really two years. Cause you have to go through as a chief for the first time, like on the other side of it and see how the training is conducted and see how the, what the role of a chief is on the, the training side of it on the facilitating side of it. Um, before you really have a full grasp of what it is and how it works right but uh, i wanted to see what their experience was going through it as their mindset still is still shifting um, from being a first class to being a chief Uh, it generally takes a while to kind of settle into the role and feel like you've got your hands mostly around um at least what it means and sort of how to do it so um, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> I had a blast. I'm sure we'll have more conversations, but that one in particular I was very much looking forward to, and I had a lot of fun doing it. If you couldn't tell. <laughs> um with that, if you need anything from us, hit us up. Don't come up to ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us, don't come up to ship podcast, or you can DM us on Instagram, Reddit, or Discord at D If you want to support us, you can go to D There's a donate button on the upper right hand corner of the website, or you can go to D GetzApparel.com's so don't give up to ship apparel. Almost screwed that up. <laughs> get some enabled pride and heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. Uh, it's dgutsapparel.com. And then uh, you can go to patreon.com slash dgutspodcast. Pick one of the five tiers, become a patron today. All of those things help a ton. Uh, helps pay the bills and expand the platform. And we really appreciate it. If you can't spend money, but you want to support us, go to any of the social media platforms, YouTube, uh, all the things, just all the things, all the platforms you get your podcasts on. You can like, share, subscribe, review. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, share the videos, tag your friends in the podcast posts, share the social media posts, follow us on social media, whatever, whatever's easiest for you. It all helps and it all supports us and we really appreciate it. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship. Hey, shout out to all our Level 5 patrons, Victoria Good, William McIver, and Mark Galagos. To all our other patrons, we really appreciate your support. Helps to pay all the bills, expand the platform, and we couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much.